Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. You know what it is. It's the hey, kids. Hey, uh, and why? Uh, Gabe. Uh, Sorry. Are you, are you sure you know? And nine two. Hold hey, on a Gabe. second. Nine two no, no. fives. But <laughs> we. Uh, what? What? Are you sh- Are you sure you know what it is? Yeah. You're, this is a This is a different podcast, buddy. Do, no. I, do I need to start over? You're real close. Oh, sorry. Me, oh, sorry. Can I Can I see if I can give it a try? Oh, wait. Where am I? <laughs> let me let me tell you where you are. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. On this, our 99th episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast, thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we mm. discuss the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I am one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, Lucas Ham Swisher. Also with me, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news and spoilers in Long John Silver's, the belated birthday boy himself, Patrick Novacell. What's up? Yes. What is up with you? On his left and my right, I'm sorry I asked that question and didn't wait. <laughs> yeah, did you want me to answer that one? <laughs> no, it's just a formality. <laughs> the volleyball and beast of the East who can make you laugh in three words or less or your money back, Ronnie Johantis. Hi. And then our final member. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say hi. Hi back. And our final member of Hello. the GMG Quadfecta. <laughs> He's got music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain, and La Coretta in his old stomacho, the master switch flipper himself, Mark Boucher. What's up? What's up, buddy? Wada. Wada. All right. Yeah. We could go forever. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right. Now, as you already know, because you heard him try to hijack the show, we are actually a Quintfecta tonight because of our special guest. To some, he is the voice of Dracol on the free-to-play action shooter Crucible. To others more recently, he is that sweet, sultry voice that has welcomed you back into this year's season of the Major League Baseball. The Major League Baseball? I don't think that's what they call it. Major League Baseball. But to us, he will always be Darius Rucker's doppelganger, Toby Mack's hype man, a man who loves himself a mall, hates rewatching movies, and is one of the founding hosts to the best darn podcast in the business. Woo! Married to the games, we welcome the chubby ninja himself, Gabe Patillo. Hi. <laughs> that was that was beauteous. What an intro. Welcome. Thanks. Man, thank you for all the kind words. My yeah, gracious. Man. So good. Somebody's been doing their research. I, I really, you know what? Or of maybe all, just listening to of the podcast. All the guests I've had on the show. Years. I had to do no research for that introduction. I was just like, yep. Actually, the only thing I had to research was I totally forgot what type of game Crucible was. No offense. Oh, yeah. I was hey, like, wait, right. I know it's free to play, maybe? There's <laughs> hey, shooting yeah. involved, but that's not really a shooty free to play game. I right. Kind of close. But anyway. You guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah. On your 99th, the eve of your 100th episode. I know. It's perfect time. Thank you, guys. I appreciate, I appreciate the call. We appreciate yeah, you responding to the call. Hey, listen, <laughs> that's the hard part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting all those wires to line up, but it worked out. Mm-hmm. Gabe, can you, uh, for the two or three people that have no idea who you are, can you give us a quick introduction? Maybe cover the things that I didn't cover, just to introduce yourself. How you related mean, to our podcast? 
you kind of know a little bit about it. Shoot, yeah. I mean, you said everything pretty much. The only thing you left out is that I'm a I'm a daddy of three babies. You are a husband to my wife, my beautiful wife Jenny, and uh, yeah, man. And uh, I guess we are you guys's uncle. <laughs> I think we call it that. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. You, could I, be. I would, I would say that you guys are our nephew podcast. All right, I can see that. One well, of our, one of our nephew podcasts, uh, and uh, we are, we count ourselves blessed and honored to um, be able to encourage other people to do what we do. You know, at Married to the Games, we love, 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 love our community, obviously. And then when our community goes and they get together and then they form things. It's the freaking best ever. It's like showing somebody a really good movie and them loving it. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I nailed it on that one. And so the fact that yep. you guys got together and did a podcast, <laughs> you know, there's obviously other ones out there, you know, the PSVG family and everybody, everybody over there. It's just, it's dope, man. Yeah. So we're, 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 I'm glad to be here. And we are so glad to have you. It is a privilege and a pleasure to have you on here. And, you know, I think I don't remember what the saying is, but it has something to do with, you know, copying or replicating is the best form of flattery, something like that. Imitation. <laughs> yeah. Imitation. That's yeah, a much yeah, better yeah, yeah, word. Yeah. Form of flattery. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, just multiplying the love, multiplying the talking about games, talking about life, talking about, you know, the ups and downs, family, everything. Uh, we're just glad to be a part of the conversation. And we're so fortunate and blessed to be your nephews. Um, oh, man. The fact that we've made it this long, you could ask Ronnie. He thought we wouldn't make it past a dozen. Hey, that's what I thought about Married to the Games, too. I was like, oh, we'll do like three of these things, and then and then we'll quit. <laughs> and here we are 410 episodes later. Yeah, man. And uh, we're still rocking it. You guys that's are. That's wild. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right. Well, let's jump into what's new news, uh, where we talk about what is new in our personal lives and around the world. Uh, but first, as I just falsely led us into what's news news, we're new news. We're not going to get into that. We're going to get into a little <laughs> housekeeping as per the usual. As, so, is, uh, tradition. The as, is, as tradition. is tradition. That's right. <laughs> housekeeping as is tradition. You know, that lovely time where we offer towels, put mints on your pillows, also tip you off to the things you need to know. Nothing more and nothing less. So, guys, GMG 100 is just around the corner, especially since when this comes out, you will have two or three days max to be ready. And that's if you listen on day one, the 10 of you that do that. So, hope you're ready on Saturday, August 1st. Okay, at least a dozen. Baker's dozen. <laughs> Patrick's shaking his head. He's like, come on, don't aim it up. so low. I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Baker's dozen. on saturday august 1st 9 p.m eastern daylight time and across a plethora of other time zones in south america and across europe we will be doing our second ever live stream this time on youtube and of course if you want a little bit of extra you could join us for the pre-show starting at 8 41 sharp because (laughs) that's just how we roll uh, so Same feel free to join us. Just go with it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just laugh, just smile and wave. <laughs> However, once we start that show at nine o'clock, as always, uh, as we never do, we will be still talking about the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. We'll also be celebrating the past ninety-nine episodes with you, talking about our favorite moments as hosts with you, our joiners, answering questions, discussing discussing many topics driven by you guys. 
Also making some personal and GMG-centric announcements about the show and our Discord community moving into the future. Along with giving away some merch and mm-hmm. some prizes for those mm. brave enough to join us on the chat. So, hope to see you live on YouTube Saturday, August 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Be there or be square. Also, I mentioned Discord Or earlier. unless you're sleeping. Right. If you're in Portugal like Hafa and his wife Joanna and uh, you you last like 10 minutes or <laughs> you went to sleep two hours before we started, it's all good. <laughs> it will be archived on YouTube so you can listen to it later. Uh, I did mention Discord earlier. It's a nice mix between a forum, Twitter, and Facebook. It's moving and grooving right now. We're always talking about the day-to-day, connecting with each other to compare notes on the latest video games. Uh, chasing foxes and watching all kinds of fun entertainment along with continuing the conversation beyond the show. It's easy and free to join and access on phone apps and web browsers if you're into that technological stuff. So please check out the link in the show notes or on our Twitter at the GMG podcast to connect with us. And then finally, please feel free to rate and review us on the podcast Mm. service of your choice. Somehow it helps us reach a wider audience as I think you hear every podcast say, but it definitely gives us that much-needed feedback in doing what we do. And in less than a week, we hope to reach 50 reviews. Somehow, we believe in miracles for episode 100. So, if you have not done so, isn't somebody shaving something? Somebody shaving something, right? Somebody shaving? Yeah, I believe it. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Gabe, that's the idea, man. Right now, that's maybe that'll be the topic of the show. Yeah, hit that review button. That's right. And then, then I'm going to look like I am 22 years old. Hey. <laughs> Maybe 16. Mel, Mel, Mel will fall in love with you all over again. She'll be like, oh, look <laughs> at that baby face. I haven't seen that since we were in daycare together. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> if you haven't done so, your significant other, your grandma have not either. Get on that device. Throw some stars up there. Five preferably, of course. And write a nice but honest review. And then watch and see the craziness unfold this Saturday. Woo! Yeah. All right. After all that, got the housekeeping out of the way. Now let the fun begin. What's new news? What's going on in your lives? What is happening? Uh, Let's see. I didn't think about it ahead of time. So you know what? Today is just guest choice. What do you want to do, Gabe? Do you want to go first? Mm. Do you want to pick? I say we let Ronnie go first. Yes. There we go. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I, w- I wish I did anything interesting this whole week. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in a leadoff spot here. Uh, no. So this week um, was kind of actually a nice, relaxing week for me. Um, it's finally, I guess the weather finally in Ohio has gotten to where it's like at 9.30 p.m. or 10 p.m. It's bearable to have like a little fire pit like out in the backyard. So we mm. took advantage of that this weekend. Um. <clears throat> that is pretty much it. Baseball started finally. Yeah, uh, I was saying you had to bring that up. I have been absolutely dying for this baseball and the Reds. It's already over. <laughs> <laughs> and we're oh, done. No. No. Hey, no, listen. Have- I had a buddy come over last night, and he's a big Mets fan. And they lost like 14 to 1 last night. And so I think the, the, the punishment is right there mm. with you. Oh, Ooh. man. Ooh. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, we we won uh, we won on opening day and then lost the next two uh, to a crappy 
<laughs> wait, wait a minute, Gabe. Who's your favorite team? Before I, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a I don't have a baseball team. Because <laughs> the, the crappy Detroit Tigers. <laughs> Not gonna fit uh, me, Doc. And currently they are losing like six to nothing to the Cubs. So it's been a horrifying start already. Oof. Um, but I am glad it's back. It's just like the everydayness for me of baseball. Like I'll sit there and watch a game, like or pieces of a game, like every night while I'm doing something around the house. Uh, so yeah, it's been good on the gaming front. I pretty much am pretty much at a standstill uh, on everything. Really, I we we beat um, Minecraft Dungeons, and I'm just kind of waiting on that new DLC to come out, which I think is like September sometime maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you play the new one already? <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I played like that the island, which was a like the small expansion or whatever. But yeah. then um, no, basically waiting on those other levels. And I'll go back into playing that because that game is, it was actually really good. So I appreciated nice. that. But I actually started playing um, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five again. The storyline. Ah, oh, that old so, chestnut. Oh yes, the storyline. I, I, I actually think it'll be probably like my third time playing through it. So um, no, just really like that game. It's like my kind of like just my stopgap to whatever game comes next. Yeah, that makes sense. Go. Gotcha. Yep. You so that's pretty much it for me. All right. Now, do I, do I Ronnie, get to pick who goes? You do, but real quick, follow-up question to Minecraft Dungeons. Are you like going to get all the achievements in that game? No. That would be... You know, you no. Know <laughs> I just thought I'd ask no, just no. for fun. Fair enough. No, I, I, uh, I'm just not a huge... like. I, I like the storyline of most games, um, and I like playing couch co-op. So those two things usually don't mean we're collecting you know, all the achievements or anything like that, so... I literally take zero stock in like actual game completion. Like once I beat the storyline, I don't care if it says sixty-one percent completed. Like nah, I know, but you that. you keep playing it, you might accidentally get all the trophies or achievements. So you better be careful, Ronnie. Ronnie, I'm looking at your trophy list right now. You just need two more trophies to get all of them. Good gracious, two what? more! Yeah, it's, he's a stalker. Yeah, you all, need to go for that's that. John. All you need, man. Do it. What do are the two it. trophies? You, you just you need to uh, get the iron golem, which is just a random drop, or you can buy it at the camp. Buy it. At That's the camp. one of them. Wait a minute, I and have then, an iron golem. You have to use the iron golem, the wolf, and the llama at the same time. Yep. No, they stack have, on top of each other like a, to use them. a totem pole. <laughs> they morph into they like fight. some <laughs> Yeah, it's like Power Rangers <laughs> <laughs> with our powers uh, combined. And then you, <laughs> And then, and then you also have to complete the tutorial, oh, right? Which you should you have didn't done. Do the tutorial? <laughs> it's like two minutes. I skipped wow. the tutorial. Yeah, that sounds God, like me. That's that for sounds babies. like something I would have done. Dude, this you totally should do it. You are there? Oh, so I, I don't have very much left in that game at all. That's awesome. No, you no. can just turn it on and you have it. Well, if I happen just to turn. swipe by that once the new DLC comes out, then you know. Well, you go would back get to that, that close and not, not get the achievement. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who do you want to choose, Ronnie? Ooh. Uh, Lucas. All right. Bring it. Oh, right. I'm supposed it's to It's what you need to do. Fair enough. Yep, that's <laughs> what I need to do. I need to that's bring That's your it. job. Dang it, I forgot that again. Can you edit that out, Patrick? Thanks. <laughs> Got it. All right. Guys, so here's what's been going on in life. And within this segment, I want to I want to create a new segment. Um, oh Lord! And this segment, it, sorry, yeah, Gabe. See, the thing is, is I like to treat 
segments like spaghetti, cooking spaghetti. You just toss it up at the wall, see what sticks, mm. and uh, to see what happens. And sometimes it uh, sticks, sometimes it does not. Is that a real thing? Half the time, I forget anyway, so I probably won't remember this segment. But yeah. here's the segment, okay? I think some of you will be able to relate. Uh, this segment is called, I'm Getting Too Old for This Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sound good? Yeah. So, oh, all right. Yeah. I already so, can relate. I need you to weapon. picture this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the uh, the Swisher version. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I visited a park with the kids this week. Uh, last week, we had kind of, I had been breaking my our quarantine, not breaking it. it they had been letting us kind of go out and about with masks and all that stuff. So I've been spending more and more time out of the house over the past two weeks with a mask, being safe, being respectful to others. Um, but as a family, we decided to go to the park. And it's not just any park. We went to a park called Ibirapuera, and it is the central park of Sao Paulo. Like It's just like Central Park in New York. It's very mm. large. A good many people go to it. In fact, I think the first day they opened it, it was just for four hours from like six o'clock in the morning till nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. And like 11,000 people went to the park. Wow. It was it? nuts. We did not go that day. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> I can't imagine what that was like. Um, but we went to, to just go on a nice little walk to uh, hang out. It was, it was pretty relaxing. It wasn't too busy. Um, I did see a couple birds and I will say that I just all of a sudden felt the urge to follow them to see where they were going to lead me. Of course. Uh, because I know there was a, a power-up somewhere, some kind of samurai <laughs> it's like weapon. like a random hot spring somewhere. Yep, just yep. like in Ghost of Tsushima. That's when you yeah. know you've been playing just the right amount when it affects you in real life. Um, and so while doing Kong, that... Kong! You're like, huh? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> James, you follow yeah. that bird. Tasha, you follow that other bird over there because I know they're, one of them's going to yeah. lead somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah I'm going to follow the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. Like Wendy, did, Wendy. That's my my wife's name's Mindy. Mindy, go like this, and I'll just follow. Yeah. Uh, so the kids explored. They were you know grabbing sticks, pretending they were lightsabers, and doing all those fun kid things. I also brought our mini drone that we have. That it's pretty small. It's definitely a mini drone, but it is bigger than what I think the mini Game Gear is going to be like. So that's mm. a win. If it's Jeez, bigger than Louise. that. Uh, that's such a bad idea. Such a bad idea. It is. Just, I just want to like, jab that Game Gear a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's going to be like playing one end of an HDMI cord. <laughs> it really is. Where do I, what do I do with this? Yeah, you're like, I can't even get my hands on this. How does this even work? <laughs> oh, my I can't. thumb is in the, over the entire thing. I think yeah, I'm exactly. moving Sonic right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, so we... we, uh, we had some mini drone time for like 20, 25 minutes until what I predicted happened. My daughter got it caught in a tree. Mm. <laughs> oh, Thankfully, it was low enough. The branches were hanging low and I could just grab it. But still, we all predicted what would happen with the mini drone. And I was right. I called it. So Dude, those nice. drones make me so nervous. Like, I, oh, I would hate to so... like lose it in a tree or, you know, it loses signal and just drops somewhere. Hit someone but... in the park in the side of the head. Yeah. That would be horrible. Where all of a sudden your like right stick just stops working and it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. going. <laughs> well, last time we did it, it my son hit my hit his mom in the leg with the drone and drew blood. And Ooh. so oh, man. that was Mindy's prediction that again her children were going to attack her with the drone. <laughs> and you continue to give the controller to them? I mean, I this time I was like hovering over them. Like I had my hand outside of their hands. I was not 
just walking away. And I mean, that's a good spot whatever. to be right next to your kids. Because if you're like 10 feet away from them, you're, it's in dangerous. Yeah, that's you're a, a dangerous zone yeah. right there. I love bad. that. I love that Patrick's like, and you keep giving it to him when he just had like the caseless iPad. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, oh, game going yes. on. You just got oh, got. man. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of speck and plank going on in <laughs> yeah, that but he's situation. Not, he's not throwing the broken glass at me. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. yeah, that's what my son said when he got to finally control the mini drone again. He's like, "Finally, it's been forever." Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, we I think after ten minutes of being at the park, I wanted to take a nap. That's where the yeah. I'm getting too old for this stuff started. And then right at the end, um, my son, we were about to leave, and my son walks by me and he gives me this look. And I know that you guys that have boys, Patrick and Gabe, you know that look your son makes where he wants you to chase him and it's like he's the gazelle and you're the lion and you're mm-hmm. like well i gotta chase you now and so oh really <laughs> that's not how i feel at all no no <laughs> they're like daddy not, no, I'm, good. I'm like I'm good. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah not after being I, out here all day i'm usually i'm usually like that but i had been sitting for a little while and i was like you know what in my head i was like i'm just gonna play one game of tag with them and so oh, okay. I, I started to chase them. I caught my son. And then my daughter, she is the fast one. And so I went into fifth gear, like really started cooking. She goes around a tree. And I try to also go around a tree without stopping. My Mm-mm. foot comes down on a pile of some leaves that are on some hard dirt. And my feet slip out from under me. And automatically, <laughs> gravity grabs my face and just drives it into the ground. Amazing. And I bust my lip. Like I've never nice. busted my lip before. And thank the Lord, hallelujah, I had my mask on because it gave me it, the smallest bit of cushion that didn't let my <laughs> teeth go through my lip. Uh, oh. I was bleeding on the inside and the outside of my lip from my top oh, and bottom man. teeth. It was a mess. And you know what's going <laughs> you know to happen now? You talk about being too old. Now every time it gets cold, your lips are going to hurt. You're going to be like, see? I know, yeah. I'm be like, oh, Every time coming. the weather gets like this, man, my lip. <laughs> I know it. It starts <laughs> acting oh, up. Oh, man. So, yeah. I'm getting too old for this stuff. I, I kind of wanted much... to see that though. Like that sounds oh. like cartoon type stuff. Like slipping it was on a cartoon stuff. Field. Yeah, <laughs> I posted the picture on Discord and people started putting gifts up. And there was one gift I was like, "Yep." I showed it to my wife and she's like, "Yeah, that's pretty much what you look like." She was really sad <laughs> that she did not film it. I was kind of sad too because it was it was bad. Like I got up and I was like, "I'm bleeding." She's like, "No, you're not." And I pulled my mask off and blood just started pouring down my face. She's like, oh, you're bleeding. I'm like, yep. Uh, besides that, the That's family awesome. and I have been enjoying Minecraft adventures. It's been one of the best works we, best and worst weeks ever. Uh, Gabe, just to clue you in, our family, my kids and I are like addicted to Minecraft together. We're trying to recreate my in-laws' home that they oh, wow. just sold last year. They had a property that they owned for like 11, 12 years. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, my kids and I were like, one day it's like, hey, let's build it in Minecraft. And so we've been doing that amidst other adventures for the past few months. And uh, That sounds sad. <laughs> it is kind of, it's kind of sad because it's, it's, they don't live there anymore. So it's very Right, nostalgic. it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. And we, You're remaking the dog. and Oh, yeah. Except remaking the dog turned into making like 30 dogs because we discovered you could, you know, breed every animal. And so I think there was one week where my kids just bred every animal at least 20 times. And now we have just a a bunch of animals everywhere. But this week, my daughter found diamonds for the first time. 
in the world and she was on cloud nine and then a day later she lost it <laughs> she lost the she lost everything she made she made the stuff oh, with the diamonds snap. and then she died in lava using mm. the, the diamond pickaxe and lost it she was very upset Oh, she went no. from best day ever to the next day being, this is the worst day ever. <laughs> yeah, really, I hate this game. <laughs> I hate this stupid. Um, and so that was that was pretty rough. Um, and then at some point I had to become a cattle rancher because I needed leather. And uh, so I started breeding cows. And then a day later I discovered that my kids are cow bandits and they killed most of my cows when I wasn't around. What and, in the heck? Uh, yeah, they are. They play dirty. <laughs> like they just Yeah. Like... When we're you should have grounded to, them. I should have. I'd be like, I'm grounding you in real life yeah. for what you did in a <laughs> exactly tent world. Yeah, never again. You're, you're grounded from Minecraft. Exactly. Why did you ground While them? I they play. killed my virtual cows. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they killed Betty. And don't oh. question my parenting. That's right. Uh, and then this house. I don't think we're ever going to build the house. It's it's now been like three months, and they probably helped me ten minutes for every hour. And it's like herding cats and it's kind of making me angry. So I'm just like, I started playing this to do this together as a family. And they're off already building their own houses. They're like, hey, dad, yeah, they look at my me. new house. I'm like, hey, why don't we finish what we started? <laughs> I'm not frustrated. Not at all. So it's been, uh, it's been fun. It's good times. The more I hear uh, people talk about Minecraft, the more it solidifies in my mind how much I don't like Minecraft. <laughs> Well, that's why I share it with you, Mark. So then you can live vicariously for, through us, and you have no need to play. I was, Mark. I was hoping you were going to say kids. You know, the more I hear people talk about kids, the more it just solidifies yeah. in my mind. Now I want no doggone kids. Oh, I've had that conversation too. Like, <laughs> I, like my my uh, my brother and sister in law. They just had they just had a kid a few months ago, and mm. I, I've seen and heard all the stuff that they've gone through. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, children, though, it's great. It's great. And I'm like, doesn't sound like it. Doesn't yeah. They all strung out like they haven't slept in months. Exactly. I don't know how you're drawing that comparison <laughs> to awesome and children. <laughs> I, I enjoy my sleep. Sleep is nice. <laughs> Overrated. Sleeps mm. for the weak. Mm. <laughs> you know I'm kidding. You know I'm just talking as a man who's been just destroyed by kids that wake up at yeah, five thirty in the morning. Who hasn't slept in a up. decade? Yeah. <laughs> Internally, he's dead inside. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. He's like the last time I slept, it was ninety-seven. That's right. Yeah. We didn't even get to Y two K yet. All yeah. Right. Don't talk to me about sleep. I'm getting too old for this stuff. That's right. And that concludes. I'm getting too old for this stuff segment. Mm. Now let's lead that right well into done. Mark Boucher. How's it going for you, sir? Tell us about your adventures in the land of Apex Legends. Before Mark goes, can I just add, uh, I'm getting too old for this. I went on a walk today after work with Elizabeth. There it is. And she's like, okay, I want to walk for about 45 minutes at a pretty fast pace. And I'm like, all right. And I already knew it was going to be rough. <clears throat> but like, we get like, I don't know, maybe 23 minutes in. And I was like, man, how long have we been walking? She's like, yeah, it's only been 23 minutes. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm already, like, struggling to keep up pace. Like, she's tall. Her legs are long. Like, she is just just killing me. So what ends up happening is I end up, like, for the next 20 minutes, following her from, like, I don't know, six-foot distance like a stalker. 
Because I can't nice. catch up. <laughs> she won't wait for you. I can't catch up anymore. Like, I'm breathing heavy. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Which also doesn't help the situation. You're six feet behind her, breathing heavily. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm dying back there. You have some people ahead of you like, hey, ma'am, are you I okay? look like I'm trying to catch up with her because I am trying to catch up with her. <laughs> You're back there yelling, I said I would do this for four to five minutes. She's like, no, we yeah. said 45 yeah. minutes. No, four to five is what you said. Yeah, I would have I ran for four minutes to avoid this 45-minute walk. <laughs> I know that's right. That would have looked worse, though, you running behind her. Oh, it would have been terrible. She she is naturally a runner. Like, she likes to go out and run, and I am a big dude. Like, I don't look like I've ever ran ever. So, <laughs> uh, Can I tell you a joke, a dad joke that has something to do with that? Yep. Of course. Yeah. Yes. So this... <laughs> This big guy goes to the doctor and he said, Doc, I'm having these terrible migraines. And the doctor's like, well, have you been drinking water, eating healthy? He's like, nah. He was like, but my mom told me that, you know, migraines run in the family. And the doctor said, no, sir, nothing runs in your family. (laughs) (laughs) Dad joke and diss. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Boucher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. Tough act to follow, Mark. Yeah, and I won't. Good night, everybody. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> nah, go ahead. Um, no, actually, you mentioned Apex. My time in Apex this past week has been surprisingly sparse What for me. Mm. Yeah, I did not play a whole lot of Apex in the past week. I've been super busy um, with all this stuff going on with work and and my ministry responsibilities and and things like that um so last week was was kind of crazy um and then of course we had uh some little extra things that we did uh we recorded a little spoiler cast so that was a fun time mm-hmm. um yeah but uh no a lot of my gaming time has been ghost of tsushima um yes and and I've been very much still enjoying the world, um, still in Act One. I'm like, how? No shame in that. Act One. Oh man, I'm right there with You're you, not brother. There's a lot of people still in Act One. Yep. <laughs> but you've um, been in it long enough to understand that the foxes want you to fail, and they are constantly just hopping everywhere, waiting for you to screw up. I haven't run into a disappearing fox yet, though. They they've all stuck around for me. Mm. So, I mean, my problem's been I've been running into foxes that jump over the most precarious areas and then watch me as I jump to my death and laugh at me. <laughs> you got some twisted foxes in your game. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I'm glad you haven't. I'm glad you're safe and sound. Yep, my foxes are all nice. They they want me to pet them and when they you. jump off when 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 I'm done. Um, but yeah, I've been very much enjoying the game and moving the needle on that. Um, I think I'm getting pretty close to the end of Act 1. Um, but, um, man, I don't like going to Hot Springs. As much as, like... A samurai butt. As, as much as I like increasing my health, I do not want to see naked samurai butt. I really don't. But Is that really the problem? Yes! <laughs> You know exactly what is coming. Just look away for a second. <laughs> and I still always end up like, oh, okay. There's, there's, it's, surely there's it's over by now. You know. And like, <laughs> Jen's just shaking it for him. It's like, whoa, where did that come from? 
Yeah. I thought you were supposed to be well, reflecting. It's only the forty-second time I've done this. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> it's like meditate on twerking. You're like, okay. <laughs> I do think it's funny the fact that they thought it was a good idea to just show his butt over and over and over and make like how many hot springs are there? I haven't. I've only done a, a uh, few. Yeah, there's like thirty or something, like, something like that. But I, I'm I, the <clears throat> thing that doesn't worry me or bother me uh, is it's not the butt. It's what he meditates on. So there's times where it's just like he's naked in a hot spring and he's like, I want to meditate on my dad or my uncle. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you can probably think about something else. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> meditate on death. Okay. Um, which he totally does that. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, makes sense. But uh, no, I've been very much, very much enjoying the game. Um other than that, like, there's nothing too different going on. Um, Sunday, we did have a graduation party for our uh, for our youth group, for all the graduates in our youth group. Um, and yeah, here it is, July. But that old that old COVID, Perfect. that old Voldemort, kind of kind of messed some things up, and so they weren't able to actually have that time to celebrate. So I wanted to to give them that time. Um, so we had cake and, and ice cream and snacks and all that and uh, played some Jackbox, which was hey. awesome. Yeah, they absolutely loved the Jackbox games. Um, mm-hmm. We played we played some Fibbage, uh, which they, they enjoy that. Um, but, um, yeah, it was just kind of funny because, like, literally we're having this graduation party for, you know, and one of the girls, she's literally leaving to go meet her roommate at college. So <laughs> there's like yeah. no, it's like, well, we're kind of past this. We're kind of in college at this point, but you know, I wanted them to at least have that time since they didn't have, they didn't have the proper graduation mm-hmm. festivities. Yeah. Better late uh, than never though. Yeah. That was, that's true. cool that you yeah. did that. Uh, that's terrible. I know that Mindy's, you know, talked a lot about uh, how this affected her seniors and even for her school that she's a part of uh, a number of teachers and families left uh, the superintendent, he left for the U.S. Uh, due to some family issues, and he's not coming back. And there's a number of them we're never going to see again, and they got mm. little to no send-off. It was just like, well, that's it. Man. This is, mm. this is a tough year for graduates and people in schools right. and stuff. Yep, absolutely. But those were the, the main things out of the, the ordinary for me. Um, but, yeah, just moving needle and ghost. Um I will be getting back into Apex. That is for dang sure. I don't believe uh, you. You've well, left it. You failed that's, it. That's your problem. You, you've betrayed it. No, it's not. I'm good. I've I've left it a long time ago. Twice. You're my brother, Anakin. You betrayed. Sorry. Um, but um, but yeah, that's been pretty much my week. So, Patrick, what's up? How was your week, brother? Besides having uh, a birthday was... yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, old man, a birthday. Birthday was on Sunday, and I wake up, and my wife rolls over. She's like, what do you want for breakfast? And I was like, I just gave her a smile. I'm like, this day's already great. <laughs> and, and then I was like, I'll take some bacon. She's like, ah, I didn't get any bacon. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> she said, well, yeah, about the bacon. <laughs> uh, second choice, uh, I'll, get, I'll take a donut and an iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. She's like, all right, done. So... She went out to and got me got me that and um yeah pretty much chilled all day. That's pretty much that's what I wanted to do. 
I didn't want to have to do anything, go anywhere. Um, and so hanging out with the kids and Lucas Gabe, I don't know if you've done this move. I'm sure you have where you're sitting around the house for half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, something like that. Uh, and no one's bothering you. And then you're like, huh, no one's, no one's bothering me. What's going on? So let me just sneak down to the man cave mm-hmm. and play a little video <laughs> uh-huh. games. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you hit the boop. <laughs> yeah, they hear it. They hear the sound. They're like, Sticking they PS4 down, and it's loud <laughs> beep. It's like, it's like smelling blood it. in the water. Like, Yeah. Daddy, come outside with us. I'm like, oh, that's well. A, that's the one thing I need them to work into the PS5. I know, right? The ability to turn that sound off. Why do they do that? Silently come on, please. Whose husband whose whose wife of some developer like sneaks in there every console cycle and says, I'm gonna get that little beep so I know when he's playing. Mm. I'm gonna catch him. Yeah, just give me give me a toggle just to turn it off or just don't do it. Yeah. Just like you know how I, I turn on my laptop, it doesn't make a big old loud sound when I turn it on. Do the same thing with consoles. What if you could customize? Because if it wasn't for that, because I did this multiple times throughout the day. Oh yeah. I'm like, well, okay, they're they're playing with their cousins right now. Okay, all right, it's my birthday. I'm going to go play some Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, I get about, I don't know, halfway through the first mission, which is seven minutes. And they're like, hey, where'd you go, Daddy? <laughs> it's your birthday. Come <laughs> with us. You weren't paying attention to me for 25 <laughs> exactly. minutes. I'll tell you what, man. I disappear for one second. I, tell you, I think that beep, too, there's something about it that cuts through every other sound in the it, house. It does. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just the yeah. perfect frequency that nothing else fills up that frequency. So when that beep goes off, it just reverberates through the whole house. They're like, "Oh, yeah. man!" If they can give you the option to not only either silence it or customize the sound, can you imagine if you can just make it any kind of noise? Like we have yeah. so many dogs here. If I just made it a dog bark, nobody would hear it. It would just be <laughs> there. You normal. go. It's like, oh, the dog's barking <laughs> again. Patrick, what would yours be if you could create whatever sound it was that turned on the PlayStation? What would it be? So it would have to be a sound that nobody can, nobody listens to. Um, uh, I don't know, the microwave beep, because I feel like people <laughs> just put beep. stuff in the microwave and then don't open it back up <laughs> for like 30 minutes. Really? And it did, does that like beep every five minutes. It's like boop, boop. Like, all right, someone who's got something in there. Oh, she's my more. It's my it's my wife. She's made a coffee and then had to reheat it and then just leaves it in there, forgets about it. Or my kids put something in there like ravioli and then they put it in there and then just forget about Mm -hmm. it. Like that's just that's what kids do. It's like the kids come to me for something like, hey, daddy, can you open this bag? And as soon as they give me the bag, they're off to the next room. Oh yeah, where you going? Yeah, you wanted this (laughs) snack. (laughs) <laughs> you brought it to me i didn't exactly. say who wants a snack <laughs> ronnie what in your house could you make the console turning on sound be to where nobody would come bother you so <laughs> my uh my situation is a little different since it's only an El- elizabeth and i living here and we both game so it's beautiful we have just like designated gaming time honestly that <laughs> like now nah, i'm gonna play some games she's like oh okay i'll i'll play some games or uh yeah so <laughs> i always have silence like the cat might bother me once but that's pretty much about it so mark boucher you have a sound it could be in your house to where you were getting away with it uh the toilet flushing <laughs> <laughs> 
Because who's going to run to the right. toilet flushing? I See, mean. I was going to say the opposite. Like, I was, my sound would be me saying, like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wouldn't have to worry about anybody coming yeah. to talk to you. That's true. Or, like, what's that smell? Uh, yeah. Can you imagine every time you hit the PS button on the dual shock, it was like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Time to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, that was my birthday was Sunday. Um, yeah, for, at the gaming front, played a ton of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I played, so when it came out, I played over the weekend, and then on uh, Monday of last week, or maybe it was Tuesday of last week, Xbox dropped like 73 demos on the Xbox store. And... I know, Gabe, you love demos. Your boy love a demo. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm a dad. Got a couple kids. I got finances. You know, give me some demos. Let me try all these demos out. So I so I decided I'm going to try all these demos out. Mm-hmm. And I went through. I went through all 73. Now, I didn't play, quote unquote, play these games uh, for maybe... You know, like I didn't, I didn't finish them. There's some of them where I would turn on, and they would either boot me right back to the Xbox home screen, or I turned one on and it was glitchy, like I was, like I had a bad connection to an internet site or something like that. And there was like black blocked blocks everywhere. So you know, those games, I'm like, well, <laughs> you had one shot. Mm-hmm. You absolutely had one shot. That's so right. I'm not gonna, tr- I'm not gonna try these games. Um, but of the 73 games, uh, I probably had about eight games uh, that were decent. And uh, one game that actually I'm probably going to get yeah. or buy or play in Game Pass when it comes out. Uh, and that was Helheim Hassle. So Helheim Hassle was a game. It's a, it's a 2D side-scroller, kind of like in the vein of a Double Fine game uh, or a... Adventures of Monkey Island kind of game hmm. where you go and there's like puzzles. You got to figure out the puzzle, uh, but it's got like a really nice cartoon look to it. And but the the writing is hilarious. Yeah. Mm, the, nice. the, this so so the the setting is is you are this 14 year old kid in like the Viking era, and he does not want to fight in any battles. So he thinks this whole battle of being a Viking is a hassle. So he's like, everyone's running towards the battle, and he's like, not me, no thanks, and he just runs the other way. And in this game, if you die in battle, you go to Valhalla, and if you die like a cowardly death, then you go to Helheim. And if you go to Valhalla, you fight with Odin for the eternity, or you can go to Helheim and not have to do that. So he's like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be a part of this. I don't want to fight for the rest of my life. So. Uh, He's running away from battle, and he falls off of a cliff, <laughs> and he falls on top of a bear, killing the bear and also killing himself. So he wakes up, and he's in front of Helheim. He's like, oh, well, I'm here. And the uh, gatekeeper's like, well, you're not supposed to be here. You're a brave warrior. <laughs> you killed a bear with your bear hand. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I fell to my death. Uh, so that was just like the first few minutes. So it was like, it was like a 20 minute demo. Uh, but, uh, I had an absolute fantastic time with that one. Cool. That's there awesome. were a couple, yeah, there were a couple other games. Um, there were some puzzle games where you make donuts. Uh, you got to figure out, it's like, there's like a grid 
and you got to move donuts across the conveyor belt, across maybe sprinkles or icing or cherries or whipped cream, and you can't cross over the same block twice. So you got to figure out how to get to the end. Uh, that was a pretty fun one. Um, there was one that was like Dead Cells uh, with uh, Celeste-style graphics. Okay, yep. Got so, my attention. Um, I'm listening. I'm about to yeah. say, we, Lucas loves some. Hello? Hello? About. Yes, Dead Cells? Did you say? I love Dead Cells, boy. They have a Dead Cell yeah, demo? I, I'll play that. It was fun. It was fun. It was, it was called Scourge Bringer. Yeah, that um, looks cool. So if you, you, you sent me that, yeah, if, and I definitely checked it out, and I'm definitely interested. Yeah, so that was a good one. Um, and then uh, the last one I wanted to mention was called Clang 2. I didn't mm. know it was the first one. Well, the first one was awesome. Clang. It was about this guy that, no, I don't know what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, when you hear like Clang, you're like, this has got it. This can't be a good game. But it is a game, it's a rhythm based game with neon graphics where you are a character in the middle of the screen. And as uh, items are coming to you, they come to you in uh, a music form. And you have to figure out how to slice those, those musical notes. Uh, and every time you do that is to the beat of the music. You have my attention. So, uh, yeah, it's, it is really cool. Um, it's got very cool graphics, a very simple game. Uh, it's, and as you slice through these items, it gets faster and faster and faster. And uh, it's at the, at one point I didn't I couldn't get past it. If I gave myself a little bit more time, I probably would have been able to get past it. But I had seventy two other demos to play, so <laughs> oh, that's like, right. hey, this is a good one. Uh, I'll I'll put this off to the side and I'll play this one after I played all these seventy three demos. So those were just a few hot spots uh, from the demos Sweet. that I played this past week. Um, yeah, that's about that's about it. Mm. That's about it for me. All right, Gabe. As is tradition. How you doing, ah, yes. Tell us how you're doing, brother. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Save the best for last. Oh, man. I don't know about all that. But, um, yeah, everything's been going swimmingly over here. Uh, my wife has constantly got me building things in the house. And uh, I've been home off the road, been doing uh, just some VO stuff, as you guys talked about earlier in the show. Um, continuing on with that. So that's been fun because it was one of those things where when I got the opening night thing for the e for ESPN, I was like, oh, this is really dope. And then uh, I talked to my agent in New York and he said, hey, there's a chance that they might have you do some more. And so I got to do like the Red Sox and the Yankees that's coming up this next Sunday. And then I'm nice. doing some more tomorrow Ooh, for nice. the Sunday after. So uh, that's been really, really fun. And then was it you, Patrick, that watched Incredible Dr. Pole? You said your kids watch that? Somebody somebody on the – I forget who it was, but there's a show on Nat Geo Wild uh, called The Incredible Dr. Pole. And, uh, no, it doesn't ring a bell. Incredible Pole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it was Cisco no, that was watching that it with Mark, his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I'm doing some more stuff for Nat Geo tomorrow. And so, um, yeah, just kind of keeping myself busy with that stuff, which has been awesome. And then um, – on the gaming side of things, <laughs> it's funny because me and, you know, I, I hear Lucas talk about it, but then at the same time, we're playing the same game, but different games. So I'm playing Chimera Squad, uh, XCOM Chimera Squad, and I know Lucas has been working his oh, way yeah. through XCOM 2, right? That is right. And so, uh, and I am loving Chimera Squad. The only thing that's a little different is that there's not, you don't get to build your own team, like create your own characters like you can in 
XCOM 2. Oh, yeah. Which I kind of miss. Yeah, I um, But they, the banter is really great, and they've got a bunch of different characters that you could choose from. I think I have a squad of, like, maybe nine people right now. You can only take four on a mission, but... Um, but yeah, I'm just loving that game. I kind of got to the close to the end and then lost. And so instead of going back and just loading up an earlier save, I don't know what it is about XCOM games, but I just always just start them over from the beginning. And so mm-hmm. I started over and I'm just kind of flying back through it and really enjoying it. And I've, you know, since I've been back home from the road, I haven't even like pulled my PlayStation out and set it back up and all this stuff yet. So I need to do that one of these nights so I could jump back into Warzone or... Whatever is next, I have no idea what I'm playing next. I flirted with playing Horizon. Honestly, <laughs> you did download it. You got my I hopes did up. download it. Uh-oh. I don't know. Oh, come and, on, and man! I know. How many times me. is this now? This would be number four. I would oh, be starting for the fourth time. <laughs> Lucky number four. Come on. Yeah, and so, uh, and then you know, all my buddies and you guys are playing Ghost, and man. I don't know if I just need to play it or what, but it just does not look interesting to me at all. And so I've been watching Ed play it because you guys know Ed streams every day yep. and it's all hopping his his stream. Shout out to Ed Placencia. Um, and I he's having so much fun that I'm like, oh, well, this game must be fun. But then like maybe because he hasn't been doing story it's just hard for me to care because he's just doing side missions. Oh, yeah. And so, yep. you know, in Ed's stream, what's so great about Ed's streaming is that Ed's really funny and great to be around. So you're you're there for Ed, like, sure. you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. Yeah. but then when I'm there just to watch the game, like, okay, why should I get this game? He's having so much fun doing side stuff that I'm like, okay, I don't care anymore about the game. <laughs> and so yeah, I just have to trust that it's fun. amazing. Like, yeah. I mean, everything, yeah. to me, everything's fun, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and so you know it's just it's hard because i want to play it because it's kind of the new hotness and it got all the high ratings and you know coming off of last of us it just seems a bit lighter hearted than oh, that so much lighter. And so um even though you're still doing a lot of run around and killing but it just oh, seems yeah. like funner killing <laughs> it's it's ho-hum compared <laughs> yeah, to the last of us yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly so i don't know I, I i i don't know what's next but um but yeah, man, just been playing Camara Squad and hope, hope, hopefully, I'll beat it here in the next little bit, and uh, and then we'll keep her moving. We'll see what's on the horizon after that. Yeah, hopefully, hey, horizon. it's horizon. Uh-huh. <laughs> see that? See what nice. I did there? Okay. Well done. <laughs> All right. Now, All right. Gabe, All right. with that Camara Squad, is it? I don't really know much about it, and I haven't just I haven't paid much attention to it actually. Uh, mm-hmm. But is it pretty much the same deal as XCOM One and Two in terms of the whole format? Running around, taking turns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's real-time strategy. Yeah, it's all that. Um, The only thing that's a little different, hmm, I feel like you have, and maybe you don't with XCOM 2 either, I don't remember, but you pretty much have no say as to when people go. Like, uh, they just kind of like, is in XCOM 2, remind me, do you get to do like, all your team stuff, then the enemy goes? Correct. Yeah, you both okay, sides so, take their turns. Right. So in Camara Squad, it'll be like one of your people will go, then Ooh. like two of the enemy will go, then you'll go, then That's an enemy will go, then you'll go. So it's like really interspersed. And so yeah. uh, and so it's, you got to come at it from a totally different angle. And there's no snipers. 
What? Which is really interesting. No snipers? I know. What would I do without Mark Boucher my... and Chad Fackler in my life? Those are <laughs> yeah. my two snipers, and I need them. I put Tell Mark in the hospital. It. I put Mark in the hospital the other day, and I went on a mission thinking he was there. And I'm like, okay, I got Chad Fackler. Where's my other sniper? Mark? 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 Where'd you? <laughs> no. Mark mm-hmm. wasn't there. It was sad. And so uh, that it, it it puts a whole different spin to the way you play it because wow, that it's sounds like, that. like it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I really like it. I love the game. It's yeah. really, really fun. You get used to it. It was like a little bit of a bummer at first because I'm like you, like sniper class was always my favorite. Yeah. Um, but then you ain't got it. So you just got to make it work. And you it. don't get to, yeah. And like, and like into they're assigned, you know, the game kind of assigns who they are. And so, but it's always the same. So if I were to start the game over, the same characters would have the same weapons. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, it wouldn't be like, oh, I fought with this person and she has a shotgun and this guy has an assault rifle. Like, this guy will always have an assault rifle. This girl will always have a shotgun. That makes sense? Hmm. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I love it. I think you should check it out. Yeah, I think I bought it definitely. day one. Like, I didn't even, I was like, yep, getting it. And yeah. it's really good. I did hear you say you were mm-hmm. going to do that. And I'm uh, yeah. I'm glad to hear that It's it seems like it's pretty fun. And it definitely, I, I kind of like that idea of it like interdispersing the turns between you and the enemy because I have to say mm-hmm. to this point after playing I've played XCOM the original two or three times and then this is my first go with XCOM 2 but it's so easy mm-hmm. to just take advantage of the fact knowing that I I get to do all my moves and kind of just set it up right to my advantage and so when the mm-hmm. enemy goes when the like now they have and I don't think they had this in the original I don't remember but they have that mimic beacon that I've just been using the heck out of in XCOM 2. I get to the end of my mm. turn knowing that I'm not going to take out all the aliens, and so I just toss one of those out, and then they just concentrate their fire on that like a bunch of dumb idiots. So I'm like, okay. You know, another works. thing that was kind of cool about Chimera Squad is I don't know how f- long after XCOM 2 it is, but something's happened to where the story is, everybody's been kind of working together, yeah. I guess. I'd caught that so, from the trailers. Yeah, think, that that's all... right. And so your your team is like, you have a sectoid or whatever, and like you have all these guys that you fought in XCOM 1 and 2 as yeah. part of your team. And so you get to use like all the mind control stuff from early on and stuff like that. So that's it's kind of that's really cool, too. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I've been really loving that, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, check that out in the future for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything else you want to share? Another game to your backlog? Yeah, it'll be number one hundred and fifty-two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You gotta take the Chris McCracken approach, man. He don't even believe in a backlog. It's t- I'm too far in. I've already made so many notes. If I delete them, <laughs> I'm in them, too deep. I'm in too deep. If I would delete those notes, it would be like deleting a, a finger or something. Just, just can't do it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it for me. Cool. Well, it's funny you should bring up XCOM 2. I have been playing that a lot. I didn't give a video game update because really not much has changed. I have the trifecta right now of Ghost of Tsushima, uh, XCOM 2, and Dead Cells just going every day. And uh, I've been been loving it. Um, But in gaming, in gaming-related news or questions, uh, we have a question from a Mr. Delvin Cox of hey. the Delvin hey. Cox experience and yeah. PlayStation experience. He had this to say. Uh, hey, guys, the question is this. My dad had to give up gaming a few years ago because he got older 
his vision, his motor functions aren't as sharp as they used to be. So if you had to give mm-hmm. up gaming, what aspect of playing games would you miss the most? Purely talking about mechanical aspect of it, not the community aspect or playing with friends. So uh, mm. we'll just go in inverted order. Patrick, no, not Patrick. That's yeah. not how inverted nope. order works. Whoops. Gabe, mm. what would you miss most? Let's get, give us one good thing that you would miss about playing games. I would miss being a part of the new hotness. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when you when you get to play and beat a game, a huge game, especially in that first week or two weeks that the game is out, I feel like, especially with whatever community, if you have a little gaming community and you guys get to talk about it, you know what I'm saying? It's like when like when Detroit came out and when Last of Us came out and when Final Fantasy came out, like what was so what one of the things that was so fun about it, especially with Detroit, was talking to your buddies about how they played it and and what choices they made and stuff like that. So I think I would miss yeah. I, I would miss being able to take that that uh that ride on the hype train that okay. would be going on those first couple weeks of gaming. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good one. Patrick, how about you? Now now it's your turn. You can go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so um, one thing I love about video games versus like TV and movies is controlling the characters and moving them along. So if and it's not the same thing when you're watching a playthrough mm-hmm. or watching someone complete the game 100 um, percent. It feels like more of like a movie to me. And sometimes when I'm when I'm watching a movie, you know, there's there are times where I'm falling asleep. And with gaming, like gaming can keep me up because I'm holding a controller. My mind is going all the time. Mm. So if I weren't able to hold a controller and game, uh, I th- I don't think I would be into game as games as much as I am right now. Interesting. Mm. That's a good one. Mark, how about you? Oh, gosh. It's a toss-up. I'm just going to have to pick one. Um, I think the the escapism of it would be would be the thing I would miss about it. You know how the same people like they escape into books and um, mm-hmm. escape into movies or or sports or whatever it may be. That's my that's my quote unquote escape. Um, the, yeah. the fact that you could enter into all sorts of new worlds and and experience those things and, mm-hmm. and just kind of get lost in those things um, in a good way, of course, in a healthy way. Um, but um, just that that type of uh, escape, I would I would certainly miss. I, I mean, I've read books before, um, but to me, <laughs> once, or t- once or twice, you know, I've Hold read on. a book in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I have read books. Yeah, I mean, I tried a book once. It just didn't do it for me. <laughs> um, and yeah, it just to me, like I I like the immersion factor of it. So mm. yeah. okay, cool. Get that. Ronnie, tell us why you would miss your Ark dinosaurs. Let's just cut right to the chase. I would have said every single thing that Mark said, except worse. Like, what? That's 100% what I would have said. (laughs) What's worse? I just would not have said it as good as Mark said it. Ah, okay. (laughs) I'm like, man, what were we going to say that's worse? (laughs) I I would 100% miss being able to escape. So it's the same for me, you know, like, whatever everybody has their own thing like mark said some people like to read books i hate reading books i thought you were gonna say all. i've never read a book i think i probably have uh completed one or two there was a couple of baseball books that i've you know i've been yeah. involved in 
but they mainly had pictures. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if they've got enough pictures, I'll you know thumb through. But no, it it is it's an escape for me too. Uh, it, you know, if you have had a crappy day at work or something, just everything. One of those days where everything's going wrong, you can always sit down for an hour and play video games, and it just literally takes you completely out of it. It's a good one. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've got something even worse. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to say something worse than what Ronnie said. <laughs> Come on, Ronnie, you're supposed to laugh. Come on. Man, tough crowd. If, All right. If enough. you would have tied them both together with a made more sense, be like, I've got something kind of like Mark and Ronnie, but worse than both oh, of them. Oh, that's what I should. Okay, rewind. I've got <laughs> something. If someone yes. has to help you with the joke, like Gabe, like Gabe, <laughs> Patrick, Ronnie, and Mark. <laughs> Except worse. When I'm finished, please laugh. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. one of those laugh lights behind you, like they have the applause <laughs> lights. I, I just stall it right here. Laugh, please. Yeah. I'm going to put a please with a question mark. Laugh, please. <laughs> yeah. All right, but seriously, um, I would say the thing I would miss the most is uh, the interactive storytelling. And I mentioned the interactive part because while I love stories, um, my wife gives me a hard time sometimes that I doze off when we're watching things like for the third, fourth, fifth time, uh, or my kids are reading me a story. I have to confess there have been times when I've been reading a story to my kids back in the day, and I've, I started to doze off while reading the story to my kids. Oh, <laughs> I, I am the same way. When the kids want to have like a bedtime story, like I don't know what it is or what books have against me, but as soon as I open the book, yawning immediately. Ooh, like, I don't Immediately. I feel the same it's so way. Weird. It's like sleeping gas in there as soon as you open yeah. the book. <laughs> What did they make this with? <laughs> what is it laced with? Yeah, yeah, the whole book is laced with melatonin. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what they do That's nowadays. All I need. Be, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I don't know what there is about holding in a controller. I want to say there's only been one time, and I believe it's the same game that Gabe talked about in the past that he's fallen asleep to. It's the only time I've kind of dozed oh. off. The good old Ico. Ico. <laughs> oh my gosh, that joke was so peaceful. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I was like, did my did my controller just spray lavender at me or something like that? I was like, what is going on? Right in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, a, just a freaking, uh, what they call them, little drops that they put in the diffusers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, yeah. What, an essential oil. Yeah. Essential. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Ico dropped that essential oil on your boy. I was like. <laughs> like, oh, wait, what? What happened? Yeah, my bed just running in a wall. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Been there. But yeah, so just interactive storytelling. I just love it. A good narrative where I get to have some control. I mean, I do enjoy watching a good old-fashioned cutscene and uh, just taking it all in. There's just nothing like it. And, you know, those narratives are impactful. And they're also the topic of our show. So let's just jump right into it, shall we? Nice segue. Oh, he's a transition he ninja. A ninja. <clears throat> it's a yellow ninja. All right, Gabe, you want to give mm-hmm. us uh, give us an intro to the topic? Nope. Fantastic. 
<laughs> just shoot me down like that's a clay right pigeon. That's how you get right out on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. That's hilarious. That's right, folks. Gabe is not entering this topic. I am. We're talking about our top three video game narratives, which I have oh, to shoot. say is hard. This is a difficult task we put before ourselves. Um, yes. I mean, I'm sorry, Gabe, that we invited you to come on. This is so the show hard. Where it's like, hey, you can only have three. The rest are trash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we're like we're talking about video game stories i'm like okay i'm like boom 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 boom. i already have seven and it's already been 30 seconds yeah so i'm like and i'm rearranging i'm like uh, i don't know Could I, be. I was the exact opposite i was like oh what story so i i've got to just preface mine i don't know if they're my top three yeah now, now i don't know if they're my top three it's hard to say i mean it's, i've been a lot of years in gaming it is. And so, you know, yeah. it's I, but these are thing. three that I really, really, really love. I think the only top three that would be worse for me personally is if we did a top three of Pixar movies. Like, that would be just, that would break That'd me. be easier for me. Would that be, be easier for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Less it's Pixar just, movies. What, what would be a tough top three for you, just so for future reference, when we have you on back again? I want to be ready for Pixar. No, for see. Here's the thing. I I, I think <laughs> I talked about this. On... Pixar is not a hard one. <laughs> Listen to your guest, Patrick. Punk. Uh, I, I think that uh, you know, as I've gotten older, I've been trying to put my flag in the sand on these topics more, more and more. Just do it. And so, yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I, so you just gotta like. So I'm trying to have it not be as difficult. But this was a very hard one. The top yeah. three stories in gaming i was like because at first I, I misunderstood you guys i thought it was like stories surrounding gaming and i was like oh that's easier to do but stories in gaming i was like "Ooh, this is a this is a tough one yeah i mean it is because stories are personal stories impact you it's like there's nothing like a good story to just get in the shoes of someone else or to escape like you know, like Mark and Ronnie talked about that just whole escapism. I think all of us can agree with that. Sometimes the kids are driving us nuts, and once we get past that loud beep of the PS4, we get into a world. We get into. I a gotta story. go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we just jump in there, and it's a great way of escape. But but they're they're personal, and they're you know I know for a lot of us we're gonna talk about like some of the stories we mentioned are gonna. They're either they have hit uh, an important part of our lives or they helped us escape, <laughs> not like permanently or to not, you know, to escape responsibility, yeah. but just to help us deal with. Yeah, true. <laughs> so uh, I think we're going to just do a good old fashioned uh, round robin. I don't personally like I have my top three, but I don't I have a hard time ranking them like saying one, two, three, three, two, one. I know some mm -hmm. of us will rank them three, two, one. Uh, but I would just say, you know, we'll just each mention one and just kind of share a, a, a different aspect of the story, why it was so special, uh, how it connected to you. Uh, we do need to say at the top of this narrative discussion, there will be spoilers. So you listeners out there, once we mention the name of the game, if you don't want to know spoilers, check the timestamps, skip ahead, hit that 15, 30 second jump button a couple times because... You know, it's the spoilers that kind of are connected to why we love the story. So we kind of have hmm. to talk about some of those things. And if anybody in the group, Spoiler if you don't want to hear, 
you don't want to hear a spoiler, just plug your ears, unplug your headphones. We'll wave at you <laughs> when uh, when we're done. So, yeah. Uh, with that, I think I'm actually going to have some joiners lead the way, if that's okay. They're going to share. Uh, they're going to share. I want to get them out in the front so we don't steal their thunder. And they're going to share some of their favorite games. And we can just discuss um, if it's in your top three. Maybe just keep your comments to a minimum and then mention it later. But if it's not, for me, it's like, oh, that was one of my honorable mentions. Such as with Ryan Straubey, who said, for me, it doesn't get any better than the Uncharted Saga. It's, hmm. the, it's mm. the best mix of video games and some of my favorite movies, Indiana Jones and National Treasure. Sad to see Nathan's story could be, fin- uh, could be finished, but I'm hoping for huge things with Uncharted on the PS5. A Sully storyline or a revival of the co-op, ga- co-op gameplay, a boy can dream, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Uncharted was in my honorable mentions. Mine too. Uh, all the way through 4. Uh, and just the way Uncharted 4, you know, like a lot of, a lot of the... A lot of video game stories. Um, some of it's the journey, and some of it's like the ending. Like you know, you can get the pieces in the journey, but the ending comes in. And just sometimes that makes makes the game. Sometimes you have a you have a, a journey, and the ending didn't quite stick. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't detract away from the journey. Uh, but Uncharted, the Uncharted series had both, and I feel like I was just loving every minute of it. Uh, up until the end, up until the Uncharted Four epilogue, uh, I just yeah, it was, it's a it's a very very good story. Do you want them to do another one, Patrick? Uh, if they do another one, um, I'd like to see. Um, well, I mean, because they have a they have a daughter now, mm-hmm. so if they do another one, um, I I don't want to see it. Wh- I don't want to see a uh, Nate's brother, um, Sam. Or, yeah, Sam. Um, if they do another one, I either want it to be um, a Sully when he is younger, or maybe when, um, maybe when Nate first start, or maybe another Nate story. But I really would like to see a Nate and Elena and Cassie one, where mother, father, and daughter go out and do something more of like a family thing. I don't know. As a family man, I'd like to see that kind of story. That, I think mm. that would be a cool beginning, but with Uncharted's history of like piling up the bodies, I don't know how well that would go over with like, oh, it's a family adventure. Uh oh, pirates! Let's all shoot them in the head. But it'd be very <laughs> naughty, dog. Yeah. It would be very <laughs> naughty, dog. That's for sure. Naughty dog ain't scared of having a little girl yeah, kill somebody. That's true. <laughs> You're right there. <laughs> I don't want them to make any more Uncharted games. I just don't. I'm not a guy who loves. I hate flashbacks hate them i hate them in movies i hate them in video games yeah i just do not like them because usually i look at them as like get out of jail free cards where it's like they're like right. oh mm-hmm. uh, and sully did this back in the day and you're like oh brother um <laughs> did and he? so i uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> be like oh how you know how appropriate <laughs> and so um i don't like that kind of stuff i i want them to and i think too i want i trust naughty dog so much that i'm like just give us something brand new I just want yeah. to see something brand new from that. them. Yeah. Yeah. If you can wait seven years, yeah. That's how, that's that how we got to wait anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I would say like. that for me, Uncharted is the fast and furious of video games because it's all about. How dare you? No, I mean, just let me say mm. my piece. 
It has, I can't believe you even compared the two. I'm gonna, you're gonna hear why, and you will understand. It's got action set pieces, big, unbelievable situations mm-hmm. and explosions, and it's all about family. Like the message of the games always come back to Nate's relationship with Sully, with Elena, mm-hmm. with all of them, and that's like the tie that binds. I love an Uncharted Four. How I feel like finally after the last three. The fourth one was just like, you know what? It's about the relationship. And that's where most of the focus was. And that's what I really love about that story is they kind of got away from some of the craziness. I mean, they still had the action. They still had the explosions and the, the sword fight and all this crazy stuff that happened. But it came down to, man, the intimate moments in the house where you're playing Crash Bandicoot with Elena and you have to do the dishes if you screw up. Yeah. And just all that stuff. The touches were just, those were magical. Who's the, ludic- who's the ludicrous in Uncharted games? Uh, well, it's it, not a one-to-one game. It's gotta be. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what's funny about the nun, anyway, I, would, I the can't even go into it about Fast the Fury. orphanage that <laughs> Nate runs into. No, I got nothing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I might have been playing fast and loose with the comparison, but it's really it's <laughs> yeah, all about you family. Were. Fast and furious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, we got Chris the Rock. He said Xenogears on PS1 is my favorite. All-time story, but I was still oh, I love that game and easily impressed. I have actually not played that game, but I have heard good things, and I'm very Yes, interested. it's so good. What kind of game is that? It's, it's like an RPG. It's like it? a Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a JRPG, JRPG oh, kind of deal. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, then that's why it's not on my radar. <laughs> is, that, is that a new one, or is that is that old? No, on the like, PS1. Yeah. Oh, so Listen it was like the to old the Final Fantasy style? <laughs> But yeah, those games were good. You're it's it's that same kind of style. I mean, it's like Final Fantasy in in the fact that they've improved the graphics, but for the most part, like the writing and the characters are just outrageous and very exaggerated. And uh, it's a it's a fun mix of I think science fiction and fairy tale stuff, kind of like Final Fantasy. I haven't played it a lot, so Gabe could probably speak to it better than I could. Yeah, I mean they're great. They're very Japanese, but they're just they're great games and you know that's that's one of the things you know with PlayStation 1 especially and before I guess you know back when they didn't have all the power that they have now they couldn't like wow you with anything else like the story had to be what kept you and uh oh uh, yeah all those uh, I loved the jab but there was just my time of life too then you know that's when Final Fantasy 7's oh, coming yeah. out you know I'm I'm in high school still and yeah it was just you felt misunderstood <laughs> and that's how angst angst yeah angst. yeah the, the, the angst went right along with every um every protagonist in a jrpg i felt like well and ironically chris the rock said final fantasy 7 was also a close second for him. <laughs> yeah you called it yep. out he said more recently detroit become human which i think he just mm. completed the other day so, so good so good uh, he also mentions The Wolf Among Us and The Walking Dead Season 1 are my personal favorite stories. Now, Chris, we said top three, so you are banned for bringing up five. <laughs> just, just joking, Chris. We, Sorry about it. We appreciate, we appreciate that. all your mentions, uh, especially the Telltale games. No, I love the Telltale games. I'm going to unban them. Yeah, him. you can unban them. Because he talked about the Telltale Walking he did. Dead, and that is, mm. that's, that is in my top three I wanted to <gasps> mention. It it's, might be it is. in mine too. Oh, okay. Y'all was getting frisky. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yup. Yup. 
All right. Uh, the other one I had was, give me a second. I uh, had to go to Twitter now. We uh, did a little transition from Discord to Twitter. Uh, Rafael Costa from Portugal. He said, my favorite game of all time is Super Mario World. And the second one is a tie in between The Witcher 3 and The Last of Us. I interjected here on Twitter and said, just to be clear, mm-hmm. bro, uh, Hafa, we're talking about video game stories. And he's like, oh, right. Sorry. Scratch <laughs> the Super Mario world. I was, about to I say, was yeah. wondering, like, yeah, what, yeah, is, yeah. what is so that's, great about Super that's Mario what threw world? Me off. I was like, well, yeah, that's a classic story for sure. Mario going after Princess Peach. Yep. Mm-hmm. But he said... The tale uh, is old as time. Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, sorry, you're right. Well, then the tie is between The Last of Us and The Witcher. I love The Last of Us story, but all oh. the sides and small pieces of story content that The Witcher has made me first play the DLCs and secondly, replay the main story in the Switch version. So it sounds like mm. for Hoffa, the, uh, the Witcher is his number one narrative, which is definitely nice. a good one. Whoa. Then that... Oh, I know. Man, I need to play that game. Patrick, that's one of your resolutions. You got to at least get... The, you at least got to beat Gabe. And did you... Get did, to Skellige, yeah, baby. You, did you get to Skellige and get stuck there, or you didn't get to Skellige? No, I never even went. <laughs> You're still playing. I never Gwent. got on a boat, or however you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't even know how you get there. I don't know if it's like playing... Yep, it's a plane. Not even on the <laughs> same continent. Yep. <laughs> yep. But your airlines. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. I, do, I, I my ticket expired. <laughs> but that is a, a coin to your stewardess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last one comes nice, from uh, our own Tim Pollen at T Pollen Twenty. He said, yep. "I think it's got to be Red Dead Redemption Two. When I started, mm. I really disliked Arthur and thought he was dull." By halfway through, I was enamored with him and the story. Of course, at the end, I was near tears. I love westerns, and this is a story worthy of making into a movie. Mm. I was the same way with him. When I first started playing that game, I'm like, man, Arthur is a jerk. Mm. And then 25 hours later, I'm like, Arthur is the best. (laughs) So to give him a hug. Whole 180. Yeah, Yeah, let me get this hair serum going. (laughs) Yeah, so that one was actually on my list as well. Yeah, uh, I I, I kind of lumped be. Red Dead Redemption two and one all kind of just in together. That's uh, all basically, good. Basically, it's just one really big, awesome video game storyline. Yeah, it's. Do like you play the same guy two. in both of them? No. Well, yeah. Kind and of. yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> well, that, that's not an answer. Red Dead Redemption two leaves you basically right at where Red Dead Redemption starts. Oh, Red Dead 2 is a prequel? Yeah. Oh, okay. It leaves off like right where the other one starts. I've never played any of them. They are actually, I mean, as far as storylines go, like, um, it is an awesome game. Awesome game. Nice. Well, with that, we're going to get into our awesome games. So uh, why don't we let Ronnie, since Ronnie was mentioning Red Dead, I don't know if that's your number three game or if you want to talk about it a little more first. Wait, hold on a second. Did you do Facebook? Are we still doing Joiner stuff? Did you do Facebook? Mm, did you do Facebook? <laughs> we did Facebook. I'll be honest. I usually forget to check Facebook. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> uh, Mom, Dad, stop fighting. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, I think we might do have, we have one, one or two on over there. All right. I, I, I think we have Let's a couple. Let's turn on the elevator music here. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't do it. I, I mean, <laughs> come on, keep going. Don't. <laughs> we need like a GMG elevator music. Yeah, yeah, you guys do. All right, I have it. I have it up. That's great. So Micah Garnett says, Hellblade is incredibly underrated. Mm. I love how the game peels back its story layer by layer, revealing its big twists at just the right moments. It doesn't talk down to the player either. The final battle is one of the best moments in gaming. Super excited to see where they take the story in number two. Wow. Chris McCracken says the same thing. Yep. He mm. says Hellblade was ridiculous. I might need to give that one a try. Shoot, mm. I don't know anything about that game. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Gabe. I've heard nothing but good things, especially how it tackles uh, mental mental health. health and stuff. And the use of the headphones, I've heard, is like incredible. And uh, there's nothing like a game that totally utilizes your headphones and makes you feel like it's like surrounding you. I totally you agree. Just totally mm-hmm. gets you in the game. It's Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. And my apologies to... Uh, who was that that posted that? Micah Micah Garnett. Garnett. I have no idea who you are, but I appreciate you. And don't allow my total disregard oh, for man. your existence to hurt hurt you. <laughs> it's not personal. It's me. I'm getting too old for this stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the old. It's not you. Exactly. But <clears throat> there's one a, more, by the way. Is there? there are you like serious? Three minute Facebook yeah. rant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, this Facebook, this book of faces. This darn Facebook. Too old for this stuff. Space these kids are using. Yeah. All right. What's the third one, All right. Mark? So, <laughs> Just kidding. so Mike Doherty says uh, he has two of them. Uh, see, he says Final Fantasy three or six. That's right. Depending on your Japanese or U.S. version. Spoiler: Hero tries to save the world, but fails the first time. As a teen, that was an eye-opener because the hero never loses. Later saves what's left of the world, so we're cool. Also, Kefka is greater than Sephiroth. Mm. Fight me. Mm. I'm not going to fight you. I don't know, I don't know what that no, means. No, you have no I idea. I fight you. Yeah, Sephiroth, <laughs> Sephiroth is the, the main bad guy in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. And okay, then... so I've only played the Final Fantasy remake. Final Fantasy VII yeah. remake. Um and Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15. Those are the only two Final Fantasy games now, that the re- I've played. I well, think the in, remake Sephiroth seven. is better than the OG Sephiroth. Yeah. I think. I don't know. He's, and maybe it's just because well, they give I, him a voice, but he's so Well, well that creepy. and they, they have to insert him so early. Well, they do, one. yeah. Yeah, compared to the other ones. They, they don't have the time. Yeah. Uh, he, he goes on. He says, I also fell in love with Bioshock, an amazing game. But Rapture so was so rich in backstory. Yeah, Bioshock. That was one of my other honorable mentions. Yep. Uh, Bioshock, Inf- Bioshock Infinite. Me for too. Me, uh, because brothers, yeah, my honorable mentions. I, oh, trifecta. Bioshock was good, but Bioshock Infinite. The way they pulled it all together at the mm. end was just just so. That game amazing. made me cry at the end. I was tearing mm. up. Mine was blown. Uh, and then lastly, Zach Ald says, Red Dead Redemption as a series has to be my all-time favorite. It has such a deep lore and character building across the two that play on each other and leave loose ends for more to come. 
The easy answer for me is The Legend of Zelda. But honestly, that's because it was my first game. I've stayed up on all of them. So both of them have to be the best story-driven games I still repeatedly play to this day. One of them is on my list. Mm. There you go. All right, and with that, back to you, Lucas. Yes, and back to me, back to you, Ronnie. Oh, there's one more on Friendster. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's a good call. Gabe, why don't you read that one since you found it first? <laughs> yeah. This one is from Moses. <laughs> he said, I like the game that was about me that one time on the Nintendo. That's right. All right, back to you, Lucas. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know well, where to go from here. So You're uh, supposed to go to Ronnie. Ronnie never finished yes, saying, thank were you, you done with... Yeah. Red Dead. So how well uh, yeah, Red Dead was on my list. I was going to talk about Silent Hill 2. Okay. Ooh. Oh, you electric Boogaloo. Nope. No. I'm not. I'm too no. scared. I played Silent Hill I'm a 1. Chicken. I've never played it either, but it was on the top of a 30 game list uh, that what? I found online. And I just assumed that you guys gamed a lot so somebody would know and then it would just, you know, create conversation. I thought that was a fail. So that's like a fake top 3 for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, apparently it was the top one for a lot of people. That's what I read. Wow. Man. Sinister oh. game telling. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe nobody has ever played it. Wait no. a second. All of Wait you a guys, second. nobody? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Ronnie, you didn't play that game? Nah. Nope. And it's your, your top three storytelling game? Oh, no. I, I basically just said it because I read online that it was out of a, a top 30 or like top 30 storylines. It was the top one. So I just assumed you guys probably had played it. Gabe, this is what oh, we have man. to deal with every week. <laughs> no. Hey, man. It's, it's been great being with you guys, man. I hope you guys uh, have a lot of fun for the rest of the episode. <laughs> No, if I if I honestly if I had to give a serious one, I would say Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Oh mm. yes, <clears throat> that was. A that good one. Did you play that one? I loved that game. I thought the story. Oh, you played was, it. I did. He play did play that, that one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that Star Wars attached to it, so that kind of got me. Uh, no, that game was awesome. That was one of the first games I remember like playing, at, like more than one time, like as a kid. Um, the first time I went through, I just like killed everybody. I was a Sith, <laughs> you know, and, uh, then I had to go back through and play it basically, um, as somebody on the light side, just to see the difference in story. So, uh, but it was awesome. That was a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember playing that, uh, that was on the OG Xbox and this was light years ahead of any other game that I had played up to this point because they had every single, um, piece of dialogue was voiced yeah. mm. and 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 there was like i think they said like 60 hours of voice lines for this game which was unheard of on an xbox game i don't even know if it, if it was on any game at that time uh so that was, my mind was just blown Shinmu had a bunch of had a bunch of talking on it uh, yes yes Shinmu did just say don't leave out what's that Shinmu. Brewing? what's brewing bro <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I want to know what happened with the soldiers down by the <laughs> down by the boats. Where are all the sailors at? I was like, this is bad. <laughs> the, fact, like, the Resident Evil Shenmue voiceover like yeah. competition Don't for the worst. Yeah. Exactly. It's like I was a. Uh, I remember playing Shenmue, and I would. There was a a part where you can play on the arcade, and the goal yep. was to get the best score. And the guy's watching you. He's like. 
wow, you're good. And he just turns, Shenmue just turns over. He's like, nah, I'm not that good. Shenmue? His name's not Shenmue. Oh. <laughs> That's like when my kids call Rapunzel on Tangled, Tangled. Hey, look, it's Tangled. I'm like, no, her, her name's Rapunzel. Real, the movie is real. called. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I called him Shenmue. <laughs> I did say Shenmue. Now I understand what I said. Yeah, you gotta hand your character Shenmue. Hand your gamer, gamer card in for one week. <laughs> you can't rent any books from the library. Well, <laughs> who's the main character? I think his name is Shenmue. Yeah, exactly. we, know, we know, like like Ronnie didn't play Silent Hill Two. Patrick did not <laughs> yeah. play. Shenmue. Obviously, didn't play Shenmue. <laughs> Just said it because Gabe said it. <laughs> Whoops. Ooh, man. man. Yeah, back to uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I remember, uh, as we said, spoilers, that moment you find out that you're the villain for me was like one of the first video games where I was just like, what? Mm. Wait, I was the villain? And you of were course, Revan? That yeah, was crazy. That was crazy. You were Shinmu uh, in it? You were, <laughs> you were the last you were, of us? I was Shinmu? <laughs> I'm oh, I've been Shinmu this whole time. <laughs> Red Dead died. <laughs> I am Bill. Bill Redemption. Nice exactly. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh, That's why I found out that Shinmu spent the rest of his days in a place called Sea World, and it was awful. <laughs> There's no recovering from this. All right. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Since you're making up character names, do you want to go next? What's one of your top three? Uh, video games of all time uh yeah so we had talked about it uh previously it was the walking dead season one yes um as a uh, yeah, walking dead season two three and four they were good but it was nothing compares to one uh between the relationship between lee and clementine mm. uh it is just that the way they tell the story mm-hmm. and again talking about uh games that were revolutionary this was a game where it was just like hey whatever your choices are it's going to shape the story. You know, what you choose in the game is going to uh, result in someone dying, mm. someone leaving your camp, uh, being mad at you, affecting what they do later in the game, uh, affecting whether they're going to be helping you at the end. Uh, it's uh, That game is just like, I, I've said before that games, for me, as, the, as a, uh, when I try to pick my top 10 games of all time, um, I, ta- I, I think of them as games that I play over and over again. Uh, but with The Walking Dead, I've played this game one time. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I've only played this game one time because I do not want to sour the story that I helped create mm-hmm. and write for these two characters. Because that story was mine. I don't want to play that game mm-hmm. over and over again. Um, and the choice that I had to make at the end with Lee and Clem uh, was just so rough. Gosh. And I didn't, yeah. I don't think I could do that again. They were like the original Joel and Ellie for me. Like, it was was like the first time that I feel like I played as a duo. Because, you you know, you're playing as Lee, but it's it's you and Clem. You know what I mean? And it was the first time I was like, oh, snap. Like, I am really invested in these characters right now. Like, I feel like yes. his fatherly thing over Clementine. And I feel like, you know, even though it's a it's, it's a recent game and it was before The Last of Us, because The Last of Us kind of did that again uh, for me. But I feel like The Walking mm-hmm. Dead was the first game that I was like, oh, snap. Like, I, I care about this little girl like Lee cares about her. 
Yeah. Great pick, Patrick. Yeah, definitely. And such a great pick that I also picked Walking Dead Season 1 as my number three, as my first one to share. Um, I really loved all four seasons. I know that, you know, there were some dips in like season two, season three. Uh, I really liked the way it bookended. I loved season one. I loved season four, even if it had like a very, I don't know, not exactly a walking dead ending. It was a little actually more positive than I would have expected, but Mm. nothing beats that season one. Like that, that whole ending transition where I feel like it was like an inception moment where you're like playing a game with it. Like you're controlling Lee who's telling Lem or Clem what to do like that whole transition of like passing the baton over was so emotional like like you said Gabe that whole fatherly figure that that parental responsibility you felt for Clem and that Mm -hmm. carried through to me that just carried through the rest of season two three and four like I think season three is where you control Clem the the least or you don't control her at all that was the one that I had the hardest time with connecting with but even then every time clem was in the room i was like well whatever clem wants to do you had to play as freaking abby (laughs) (laughs) you had to play as a hispanic abby (laughs) like this game sucks why am i playing as abby girl oh man but i didn't give you shit yeah yeah i didn't play past season one on the walking dead that was i think i played what was that other thing called 400 days yeah, yeah, you're, you're a not DLC. missing much after no after one really. I only played good, season but, one in four hundred days. That was it. Yeah, but yeah, so that's my that's my uh, one of my top three games. How about you, Mark? So I'm gonna go with Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Whoa. Mm. Yeah, and that's saying something because I recently just played through Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, Hope the, you're listening, Gabe. Oh, I'm listening intently. Because <laughs> you've never heard it from your co-host. Yeah, on exactly. I'm just waiting for him to call the the lead girl Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> Her name's Dawn. Yeah, exactly. And... So I was playing through the game with Dawn. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, obviously back in like, what, 2017, 2018? 20, no, so, we hadn't even been around that long uh, as a podcast. Uh, so 20... Oh, okay. Had to be 2018. Uh, it was when yeah. you did your extra life. Um, yep. Pat did a giveaway, and he gave away a copy of Horizon Zero Dawn, and I won it. And there it sat for the longest time, and not until this year did I actually pick it up and start playing through it. And I absolutely loved the idea of you know the fact that um, Earth had gone through this like super technological period and and unfortunately you know this this event happened to where uh, most of humanity was became extinct um with the exception of um this certain group of of people that have been um you know set up wearing masks yes (laughs) (laughs) they survived yes (laughs) they wore their n95 masks and made it through yep Kept six feet apart. Yep. Um, <laughs> we were the chosen ones. <laughs> we were there. Um, but uh, no, obviously, you know, quote unquote, humanity, for the most part, dies off and becomes primitive again. Um, and, and so it, it was a very interesting story to me how you were in this period of, of 
you know, being Aloy and, 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 you know, she being an outsider. And then you find out later why she is an outsider. Um, and that story begins to unravel. And then the connections between the past, which is technically the future, sort of, because it's more technological than, you know, than they are now where they're like super primitive and, and living off the land and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was just that kind of back and forth kind of thing. I really love stories like that, that, that play with those themes and, um, just the way that the story unraveled was, was great. Um, so yeah, my, my, one of my top three is Horizon Zero Dawn. Nice. Yeah. I ran out of honorable mention room or that definitely would have been in the grouping. I love that game. The whole unveiling of like being in a dystopian future after it, you kind of felt like, Oh, is this, when is this? And then you just kind of discover where you are, when you are, uh, the whole way that all the mechanical and robot enemies and animals interact with the world and you interact with them. Like there was nothing like taking down a thunder jaw for the first time and with your own bare hands and your traps and your weapons and, you know, outsmarting uh, the technology and all that. It was, that's such a cool game. Uh, Gabe, mm. what's what's your first top three narrative? Uh, I'm going to say this game? one because you guys already mentioned it. It was Bioshock Infinite. Ooh, I yes. absolutely loved that game. Yeah. And it was one of those games where I don't even remember. Are you going through like a tunnel in the beginning? You're like in some water or something like yes, that. And you kind of come out and you're in whatever yeah. that city is in the sky. And um, and I just remember being like, oh my gosh, this game is beautiful. Columbia. Columbia, yeah. And uh, yes. And so, and then just like the twists and turns it, it takes and, you know, how like right away you're kind of met with this like really racist moment that happens. And then, oh, yeah. you know, you're trying to get after Elizabeth, I think was her name. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just loved that game so much. And uh, I, I think it's funny because for me, I could not stand Bioshock 1 and 2. And so where at the time, uh, Timothy Hall, who was on our, our show Married to the Games, he loved those games. And then I think Tim loved them. I think Router loved them too. And so I was like, why do I not like these games? This is so weird that I don't like these games. And the first one just gave off those carny vibes and I just really didn't like that. Like, and, right. and then I don't think I even yeah. tried the second one more than like 15 minutes. And I was like, Ugh. Um, but then yeah. Infinite, man, some reason just grabbed me and I absolutely loved it. And I loved, you know, messing with all the, you know, whatever you would get out of the vending machine and all the powers you would get and, and how you can make it all work together. And so, uh, yeah, Bioshock Infinite. Nice. Solid choice. Solid fine choice. choice indeed. Danko. All right. We've. L- We've looped back to you, Ronnie. What you got for us? What game have you not played that you would like to put on your <laughs> top three list? Bioshock Seriously. was number three on that list, actually. Um, there you go. I actually um, have GTA Five. There you go. All right. So nice. I don't know sense. how many. I, I would assume you guys have probably played through that, but um, it it has like a. I mean, you play as three different characters that are all their stories are just intertwined throughout the whole game. Um, and I think that facet of the game is like just really, really cool. Is it annoyingly nice. intertwined or does it all make sense? <clears throat> no, it, it all makes sense. Um, it all makes sense. There's one, basically there's one new guy who is introduced and then two of the guys go back. It, like when you first jump into GTA five, you are 
on a heist mission, and that's like kind of how you learn how to like start to play the game. Um, mm-hmm. And two of the main characters that you can play as are friends slash on the same crew, I guess. And then what happens yeah, yeah. is one guy gets shot, you get shot as the guy that you are, and later down the road you find out that it was all kind of a setup, and uh, the guy that gets shot, who everybody thought was dead, is actually in witness protection, living under like a different name. Oh wow! <clears throat> so yeah, it's it's not annoyingly intertwined, and it actually it's it's cool because at the end of the game, so you have this this main villain, um, I guess kind of a little bit of a gangster type guy. A uh, very powerful man, and you end up taking him down. And at the end of the game, you get to basically decide if you just want to kill him, or if you like pretty much want to kill off one of like the three characters. So it actually wow. there's different endings depending on like what you choose. Huh. Um, and then I like the last time I played through, I chose to keep all of them, and I have a hard time not choosing to keep like the three main guys main guys because you get like kind of connected with like their character and of course then after it's all over you can still go and play you you pull off this giant heist at the end so you can basically play the game freely where money's not an issue after the game is over um but yeah Mm. it's cool how they do that um so i mean the game story is the same like your choices don't necessarily matter at all um up until the end really okay that's dope nice gotcha yeah, that's a. I I can't say that I played that uh, campaign, but I did read the story on Wikipedia, and it was very intriguing. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Of course you did. As is yep, tradition. Why not? As is tradition. All right, Patrick, what you got? Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna cheat uh, a little bit, and I'm gonna say the Mass Effect series. Mm, really? Right. So. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love anything that has to deal with space. So, like, any space travel, like No Man's Sky, I loved that game. I know it got a lot of hate at the beginning, but I love just flying in space. Mm. It's one of the things that really draws me in. Uh, but they the, the Mass Effect series, uh, there was so much, like, story and lore uh, behind this game. Mm-hmm. It was one of the only uh, games series that where I wanted to read everything. Hmm. So in this game, there's like, you can pick up um, history notes and letters and things like things like that. Like sometimes when you're in a game this big, you're like, I, I don't have time to read all this, you know, but, but this game, I'm like, Oh, I got some history about what the Reapers are or who Saren is. Why is he, what is his reason for being there? And I, and uh, it just wanted, it brought me in so much, um, and I just wanted to eat it all up. And uh, I think it's because I read so much of it uh, in the game and found out what the backstory is and the motives of every single character. I think I felt connected to more characters than I would if I didn't read the, read all that stuff. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that was... I loved that entire series. Uh, mm-hmm. Even at the end of Mass Effect 3... When they give you three, you know, random, you know, non, uh, there's the, the, the ending is three different choices where it really doesn't affect much. Like everything you did up until this point means nothing, uh, because none of those decisions had anything to do with your entire journey. And going back to what I said about, about Uncharted is, uh, there was a great journey and a great ending, whereas Mass Effect's ending wasn't great 
but the journey was just so much fun. And Patrick, remind people, because at the time, there was a huge stink about the ending of Mass Effect 3. And what's crazy is I thought there was only two choices to be made. Like, it wasn't until I read a bunch of stuff that I found out there was a third choice. Can you remind (laughs) everybody what the choices were at the end of Mass Effect 3? So basically, there was just uh, there's light, dark, and then neutral. So uh, the light, the light would be, hey, you would kill all the reapers, and life would continue on. The the dark, and you had to kill yourself in that. Yeah, I I think that one might have been like the third choice. Oh, okay. um, Where you would kill yourself, and then like the life would continue on, or you would let the reapers reset the entire galaxy. Uh, and basically that's like, no matter what choices you made up until this point, it didn't matter because you have still had the same choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so they gave, so I think they had, um, redone the entire ending where they gave you another choice. Yeah. The synthetic um, I, choice. I can't remember what it was. Uh, I didn't go back and replay the entire thing. Uh, because I, think, I was satisfied with the choice that I made. I think that was the green choice, the synthetic choice. Cause I played it after the patch. And it let you merge the everybody, like everybody merged into this synthetic existence where you're both organic and whatever the Reapers were, and like everybody existed in peace together. Sentient beings. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's like crazy. That. You know, it's funny because I I feel like I chose whatever choice killed him. I I, I remember like him crawling to you know. I don't know. I don't even remember. But I remember being like, why is everybody so upset? <laughs> like, I didn't understand why <laughs> yeah, anybody I, was mad. I thought it was an okay ending. But uh, but yeah, that's, it's the story that led up to that point yeah. was really what really got Loved me. Mass Effect. Yeah, it was so good. I think for me, the only thing... I too played it after the stink. Like I didn't play it originally. I played it a little later on because I got into... Uh, I don't. I'm I'm always delayed by a year or two just living that missionary life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played, I played it, and when I got to the end, I think what it was for me that I could see where people could get a little upset is the fact that what you already alluded to, Patrick, where your decisions before don't really matter. And to me, what would have made a good ending is if the AI, that little that boy, that AI kid that you interact with, if he would have said, yeah. based on the decisions you've made to this point here is mm-hmm. the result like here is what's going to happen and you get that red ending or you get that blue ending because that's primarily yeah. the direction you went yeah, that's why i think i would have preferred that yeah exactly yeah it's like what if i did the good ending the whole time yeah and then chose the red ending like i'm gonna go evil i'm like that doesn't yeah make it don't make any, any sense. sense exactly yeah so that's the only thing that i could see being a, a problem with but i love the journey like you said patrick and and gabe the journey was was fun and it was like you were invested in the characters and the interactions like the i really I don't know, like being a dad of two and just your time being limited, I don't always appreciate the the extra stuff they add in where you're like at home base and you you can go talk to everyone and have conversations. It can get a little tedious and it's like, okay, let's get in the missions, let's do things. But with Mass Effect, it was always fun to like connect with the characters, learn their backstories, do those side missions. Like the the one guy in Mass Effect 2 where you went to find like his dad, like his dad was on a planet and... uh you had to discover the mystery of what happened to his father and helping mm-hmm. him make peace with his dad and all that stuff. Like that was really, it was really good storytelling. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, am I next? Yes, I think. I think you are. 
Sure. Yeah. All right. So my number two, my second story that I I adore and actually enjoyed the whole series, but I can't say that I enjoyed the narrative. It wasn't at the top of my list until the the most recent game, and that is God of War on the PS4. Um, nice. I think in part because the first three games were so like going a, a certain direction. Uh, when it got to the most recent one, the quote-unquote reboot or whatever they called it, remake, that wasn't really, it's actually a continuation of the other games. Like the father-son journey between Kratos and Atreus and the whole just everything that happens. And I love mythology for one. So I love the first games. I love Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And then introducing me and teaching me all the stuff about Nordic mythology was amazing. Like opening up the the different collectibles and stuff to see the stories of old with the the world serpent and all the different gods besides, of course, Thor that everybody knows from Marvel and and those kind of characters. Uh, just learning about the different uh, Nordic mythology. And then, of course, just Kratos' journey as a father. I mean, I connected with that 110%. So that narrative for me was absolutely amazing. So throwing mm-hmm. out God of War as my nice. second choice. How about you, Mark? What's your next choice? So, it's not a podcast with me on it without me mentioning something about a bad a Batman game. And Ooh. so here we are. So I love I love the Arkham series. Um, I loved everything Rocksteady did with this with this series. Um, you know, they Amen. really they really paid attention to um, the actual uh, mythos and background of all the um, the Batman characters. Um, I I loved Arkham Knight as as a good closing to mm. the story. Now, did I love everything about the mechanics? Sure didn't. Didn't love that Batmobile stuff, but <laughs> that's so crazy. I love the Batmobile in that game. I thought it was awesome. I just didn't care for the tank missions. They got that's crazy. Real... I love the tank. I like being able to strafe. I was like, yeah, baby, let's strafe. <laughs> yeah, it just got it just got a little old to me after a while. But yeah. Um, but um, but you know, driving around the city in the normal mode, yeah, I'm great, great with that. But um, the overall story, especially how it you know it dovetails off of Arkham City, of course, where um, you know if you're familiar with Arkham City, the Joker dies at the end of Arkham City, and so there's there's some fallout with that. Um, you know, it it delves into sort of the inner psychosis. Between you know this dichotomy between Batman and Joker, even mm-hmm. after he's gone, um, I love the the story with with um, you know with Scarecrow sort of enacting this major plan, um, which eventually ends in you know <laughs> the Scarecrow revealing Batman's identity to the entirety of Gotham City. Everybody knows who he is. Um, now, obviously, the the Scarecrow is defeated. But uh, and I always love when when stories when when people try to bring finality to to a character that has been in pop culture for so long, like okay, this is a possible mm. way that we could end his story, and and so obviously, you know his his identity is revealed, and so he has these protocols set into place to where they would you know basically protect the people that he cares about. And 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 effectively ends his campaign as the Batman, um, 
And so literally from the from the jump, from the very beginning of the of the game, it says this is the story of how the Batman died. Um, oh, I love that yeah. beginning right there. And and so um I think I think based on the story that Rocksteady told, it was a great way to to end things. And like you see, you know, Batman has to tie up all these loose ends with 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 all his enemies and then finally he he goes back to Wayne Manor, turns on the Nightfall Protocol. Wayne Manor explodes, um, along with everything that could that could be found in the Batcave, anything that could be tied with any of his partners, um, so that they are all protected. Um, and uh, I, I just thought it was a, a great way to to end that story. And, and you know, well, what if what, you know, what's the what's one way we could end the Batman story? Um, and so, yeah, Arkham Knight is definitely on that list. Nice. nice. Good choice. That's definitely some yeah. of my favorite Batman material. Like the, the, sure. the Arkham series is amazing for me. It beats the animated. It beats the movies. I just, I love that version of Batman in that world. And that relationship that he has with Joker is like bizarre, Second to none. but it is so good. I mean, uh, Luke Skywalker's voice what is his name? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill. Totally like, Shenmue. Yeah. Shen- ah, Shenmue does the perfect voice for Joker. <laughs> Lordy. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's Patrick's number one. All right. Gabe, what you got for us? What um, is your second I'm gonna game? I'm going to save the one I was going to say um, because I think it'll be different from everybody else's as we round third base. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go right. with God of War uh, because you brought it up, Lucas. Um God of War 2018, same thing, just as a dad. And I've encouraged every dad I know that plays games to play that game because I'm like, the relationship and the struggle, this is going to sound a little weird, but like I'm one of those guys that I love my kids. I love being a dad to them and having fun. But I wasn't the one that like when my child was born, I was like, oh, and just to be a father is like the most amazing thing. I don't have that. (laughs) It's not in me. And so- and and neither did Kratos. Like he kind of like begrudgingly, it felt like was a single father. You know what I mean? He was like, "Come on, no, we're gonna go do this." And you right. can just yeah. you can feel him grow through the whole thing and like fall in love with being a father to his son. And uh, and so that just really attached to me. And I I, I love the way he grew in it. And uh, you could hear it. And you have to give it up for the voice acting. I feel like you could hear it from like the very first boat ride where he felt like he had to tell him a story and you know, and his son is like, tell me a story. And he's like, ah, fine. Uh, so like, yeah. you know, some of the last boat rides where he's wanting to tell him a story. And so you're like, you know, just that growth, I just thought was, was so amazing. And then, you know, it's just so fun to play and the combat is so fun. And, uh, and yeah. he actually, you know, ends up helping and, and everything with his, with his arrows and how you could kind of tell him to do certain things, but you didn't really control uh, the sun. So I, I, I thought, I thought God of War was ridiculous, and I love the story of it. Mm. Nice. Couldn't have said it better. Ronnie, we're, we're to our either number one game or just the third game in our top three. <laughs> bel- what you got for us? Believe it or not, I have uh, run out of games. Uh, my first one was Red Dead Redemption 2. So, And then I said uh, Night Steel Republic and Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, yeah. So is there anything you want to add to Red Dead yeah. Redemption that you didn't mention before? No, not really. An anecdote? <laughs> Limerick. Nah, I, 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 I think the thing that I liked the most about it was it was basically Grand Theft Auto 
but in the Wild West. Yeah. There you, there go. you have That's it. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, Put that on the sure. box mm-hmm. if they haven't already. It's like uh, Far Cry 3 at Skyrim with guns. They could have like eight different boxes for that game with how many versions of that game are out. That so. it, they probably have 20 different boxes. <laughs> and PS5 will have an Xbox yep. Series X. They will also have a Grand Theft Auto 5 box that they yeah. will sell. If, if they were smart, that's no exactly what they would do. All right, sweet. Patrick, number one. I can't imagine okay. what it is. You can't imagine? Nope. Okay, so Power Rangers, Power Grid Battle no, Fighters. No, <laughs> come on, those stories are awful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's Celeste. So Ooh, really, uh, yeah, I re- I didn't uh, know. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, it's when we when we were talking about video game stories. It's the first one I wrote down. Um, it was it was a game that is not a game that. Uh, I would ever play a 2D, you know, like platformer where it's pretty much like, hey, you're going to get beat up. You're going to die a lot and you got to figure out how to get past these levels. Um, And I was like, you know what? This isn't, you know, whatever. But uh, I heard so many people, you know, hey, this is a great game. I had no idea what the story was going to be like. You know, there's some people from the Married to the Games community that like Jared Orr, he says, you should play this game. So it came out free on Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and try it. So uh, I played for a few hours. And um, I did. I was like, okay, this game's okay. You know, but uh, as I got farther and farther into the story, I found out that the game's mechanic kind of intertwined with the game's story. So the story is, is this, the main character has uh, depression. And the, uh, the goal is that, uh, is for her to climb the mountain, the proverbial mountain. And, uh, she keeps dying, meaning she keeps getting knocked down. And, uh, then she gets to the top of the mountain and then she falls all the way and hit, hits rock bottom. And, uh, you know, a little, tra- little transparency years ago, I fell into a very, very deep depression uh, and I just couldn't get out of it. So this mm. game spoke to mm. me, uh, unlike any other game. And I was, I felt connected more to this game than I felt in any other game. Uh, just, be, just the way this story was told. And it's wild that this had, this game was not even on my radar. I had no idea that this game story was going to be like this. So, uh, this this one this one game like I'm this is one of the games I'm never gonna play again because uh, it has some very very deep storylines in this. Uh, it hits some uh, some parts of me that I don't want to feel it ever again. Mm. You know what I mean? So uh, so but yeah, this was this story was deep, uh, and mm. uh, yeah. So Celeste was was is my number one video game story of all time. That's hands awesome. Down. That is that's a that's a really good. I'm glad you you mentioned that one because that one is a. Uh, I've heard good things about that, but to hear it when it connects with you on a personal level, just adds to it. It makes me definitely want to play it and check it out. Uh, and then along with that, it looks like a a fun side scrolling, challenging game. So, yeah, the art style is straight up your alley. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, definitely. All right, well, we've come to me, and this. Uh, this next story is pretty fresh on many of our minds. It's one that kind of surprised me that at this point 
I would call it one of my top three stories. And it's kind of kind of like what you did, Patrick, with Mass Effect, where you're like, it's kind of cheating. Um, but uh, I have to say The Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2 all together, not mm. just one or the other. Um, now, before I, I kind of just give a little context for like why this is my favorite story of, of one of my favorite stories of all time, I do have to tell all of you who have played The Last of Us 1 and 2, please, 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 I just caught up today. I think I had listened to like the seventh podcast of I don't know how many, or episodes of I don't know how many in the official Last of Us podcast, uh, but you guys need to listen to it because oh, wow. it gives it gives uh, context to a lot of the things that maybe you didn't notice when you were playing it. I think four out of five of us played it, played through it. Uh, we all had varying opinions on it. I definitely went all over the place playing this game. There were times when I did not want to play anymore. There were times when I was frustrated. There were times when I was had so much anxiety that I was glad that my kids came downstairs in the morning. I'd be like, well, can't play this anymore. I guess I'm going to go to XCOM 2 and uh, Dead Cells. And uh, <laughs> it was a rough journey sometimes. But now that I've had like a couple weeks, a week, two weeks to reflect on it, I've listened to a lot of these episodes from the official Last of Us podcast. Again, please watch, please listen to it because it gives a lot of context that you might not get. Um, but I'm so convinced now that this story is just... Uh, so special that I'm considering someday replaying it and getting the platinum, maybe, especially if there's a part three. But I'm not holding my breath for part three. I have no idea what would happen with that. But, but to me, it's just it's a gripping, perspective-challenging tragedy. Like back in the day, there was Shakespeare, and then I feel like you know, for me, Shakespeare never really connected with me. Uh, my wife loves Shakespeare. I do not. Um, but with this game, it just the way everything came out and, and, and just goes down, um, it, just, it just shows the importance of understanding before being understood. Uh, it shows the importance of acting upon uh, not just your emotions or not just your rationale, but, but really taking a step back before you make decisions. Now, it does it in all the ways that you shouldn't do things. Like It's kind of like learning how to be a parent by having a bad mom or a dad, but at the same time, it still kind of challenges your perspective. And for me, part one uh, is is that father-daughter or that, yeah, that parental child journey that just, mm -hmm. to me, really just demonstrates our lack of being able to uh, make the ultimate sacrifice. Um, because in that journey, as we've talked about before, as we played, Joel can't sacrifice Ellie. He grabs mm. her from the hospital. He kills a bunch of, of folks. And for me, I'm, I have to step into my, like put my pastor, my missionary hat for a second. Like to me, that, that, that just demonstrates the fact that we can't be the savior, that we need Jesus Christ. Like that's part of the reason the story is so special because it mm. shows the fact that we do fall short, that we don't have what it takes to make that sacrifice when in reality, in, in my faith, in my reality, Jesus, Jesus Christ is the one who gave it all. Like God gave his son. And so mm. in making that connection, it just makes it kind of just a way to say, hey, you know what? It's, you can't do it, but he can. And he has already. Like mm. that's the reminder I get from that. I don't stop at the fact that Joel made that, 
terrible decision. It just reminds me, but God made the best decision. And then you go into part two, where the cycle of violence and revenge and just is never ending. And I think to myself, who can stop that? And again, it just reminds me of how much I need, I need, I need God. I need my faith. I need Jesus Christ, who again, he, he took that step. He stopped the cycle and he gave himself. He, he, and he not only stopped the cycle, but he got into our shoes. He, he got into like he was God in human flesh and Mm. he came as a baby and he lived his life. And not only does, you know, God tell us and, you know, people will focus on the religion of it all and following all the rules. But Jesus said, I'm going to do the, do that stuff with you. And he was sinless. And, and so with all the things that happen in this game, the last of us, it's just, I can't help, but take it a step further and connect it to the fact that we need, we need God and we need love. We need sacrifice. And yeah, they're, mm. they're not good examples in the game. <laughs> like there are so many bad examples of people in that game. But at the same time, the message is we don't have what it takes. Our failures, our anger, our emotions are going to get in the way. And to me, it helps me then take it to the next step. Continue the conversation and then allow that demonstration of failure to say, but that's okay. We're human. There's mm. someone who can help us and there's someone who can take us that extra mile. And that's God. And so that's kind of like the, the roundabout way why I like Last of Us 1 and 2 so much. So I'll step off my soapbox now. Well, step nice. down. And good, I'm just man. glad Mark is next because I was going to sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sorry to just lay out that on you guys, but it just, it just kind of hit me. Uh, Somebody got an offering plate? So. <laughs> Pass it around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Mark, let's Okay. So obviously, as I alluded to earlier, uh, a Zelda game is on my list of of favorite stories. Now, of course, when you hear that, everybody's like, but those games are all the same. <laughs> yes, they are variations on a theme. Um, obviously, you've, you've got your, in most Zelda games, you have three central characters, Link, Zelda, and Ganon, in whatever form he decides to take. But in the Ocarina of Time, which is one of my favorite stories, um, it's it's just one of those sweet variations on the theme that I that I enjoy. And much like um, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Legend of Zelda: in The Ocarina of Time is about the unlikely hero, the person that you would think uh, is is nobody, like Aloy at the beginning of of Horizon Zero Dawn. She she doesn't have quote unquote, or she thinks she doesn't have a mother. She's an outcast. Um, you know, Link doesn't have a fairy at the beginning of the, and that's hey. yeah. On, on to much of people's dismay, she get he gets a fairy, but you know, <laughs> um, but he's he's considered w- within his community somewhat of an outcast, and and so it turns out he's he's more than that. He is someone who is destined to be part of this journey and and the fact that these characters intertwine throughout the 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 entirety of this game like the way that he meets of course Zelda and and meets Ganon and then um several of the characters in the game end up being huge pivotal characters um that assist you in in helping defeat Ganon um and then, of course, there's the time travel element—the fact that you, you know, 
when you when when the master sword is still in the in the pedestal you see hyrule is is all nice and 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 quiet and and happy and all this kind of stuff and then you pull that sword and you see this feature where where ganon has destroyed everything uh, everything has been ripped to shreds and 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 ganondorf has taken it all over um and just just the back and forth between that um, and, and yeah, some of it may just be, you know, childhood nostalgia for me, but I think this is one of those games for me that I have played many, many times because I am drawn to the story, because I'm drawn to the characters, um, and everything that's, that's associated with it. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, every, every Zelda game kind of has those common things that those boxes they have to check but they're also different they 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 try to you know incorporate different story elements and i think ocarina of time was one that that resonated the most for me so yeah so that's uh that would be on my list i would say it's probably my number one yeah nice all right i do got to give it up for breath of the wild because that was my first Zelda game ever, and mm-hmm. I forget who was saying it about falling in love with a game late. Yeah, I think, um, and that was one of those games. Yeah, like I, I there was, I don't remember what the exact scene, but I feel like you're talking to a tree or something like that. Yeah. Towards like towards the end of the game, uh, if, for me at least, and like all of a sudden I love the game. I was like, oh holy crap, I love this game. <laughs> it was just a weird thing for me because I never played <laughs> any Zelda before. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. All right, Gabe. Okay, so again, like I said, these are not, I don't think, my top three ever, but I don't know what it was about this story, but I really, really loved it, and I think the game overall is fairly underrated. Um, It's called Sleeping Dogs. Oh, yeah. And uh, you kind of play an undercover cop that gets, you know, caught up in the the triad or whatever it is, you know, the mob there. And uh, I don't know what it was. I just remember really being enthralled with the characters. And I think half of it was that the combat was so cool. And, like, I think there was, like, a lot of parkour in it. And, like, you know, slowing down and the gunplay and everything was really dope. Um, Now there's a bunch of cussing in it. Like, they're cussing so much, like, it don't even make sense how much they're cussing in this game. Um, But there was something about sleeping dogs, man, (laughs) that I just... I don't know. I loved that game. And I, I, I just like I just remember really, really enjoying it. And I don't remember there was like a there was something about a wedding and somebody was getting married and some a bunch of crazy stuff popped up. And I just remember really caring and uh just being taken aback by how much I cared about what was going on in the game. So yeah, Sleeping Dogs is is up there for me. And I, I feel like it's a game that people don't talk about very often, but it was really, really fun. Nice. Well, that is all for this deep dive into our favorite video game narratives. There are so many more. We could probably go for another hour, but we're not going to because it is late and I need to sleep and words are hard (laughs) when you need sleep. All right. If you would like to connect with us beyond listening, as I mentioned at the top of the show, follow and chat with us on Twitter at the GMG podcast or Discord Links in the Twitter profile or in the show notes. But we also do old school, so use our email, thegoodmorningguys at gmail.com. And if you want to be wild and crazy, 
you can call us at 929-GMG-GUYS. Leave a message, ask a question, and let your voice be heard. Speaking of what should be heard, as always, Mark, what are the latest song additions to the GMG Music playlist that any and all can hear on Spotify and Apple Music? Okay, so, uh, of course, um, we're talking about video game stories, and so the best way that I could kind of pull that in is um, to incorporate songs that uh, rely heavily on telling a specific story. Um, So uh, the couple additions that I'm adding to the Good Morning Guys Morning Playlist are uh, the song Eleanor Rigby from The Beatles. Um, You guys know I'm a big Beatles fan. Um, Eleanor Rigby went to the church where something happened and they said her name. Yes, yes, that's it. You got it. Verbatim. (laughs) Um, No, it's just talking. It's a song talking about two people experiencing loneliness. Yes, that's a good song. I love it. Um, And the second song um, is actually a song from a band called Nickel Creek. Um, It's a song called The Lighthouse's Tale. Um, Very, very old school bluegrass sounding, telling this story of. It's basically the lighthouse telling this story of his, his keeper and and um his his love and unfortunately it has a bit of a sad ending but still tells a story um spoilers yeah (laughs) um so those are my two additions now gabe yes here's here's the point in the show of course with uh every guest that we have we like to allow them to uh pick a song to add to the good morning playlist so what is your pick sir well, shoot, since you went with story songs, I got to think of a story song to go along with the theme. Uh, and I'm up, 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 up in the air between two. Okay. Let's do both. Oh, you want to do both? Yeah. Why not? I'm feeling <clears throat> generous. Okay. We'll go with uh, Ironic. Don't you think? <laughs> From Alanis, Alanis Morissette? From Alanis Morissette? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Because there are a bunch of little stories in there. There are. None of them that, are which are That ironic. turns out, yeah, that they're not <laughs> ironic. Just <laughs> terrible things think. that happened. Yeah. And then I'm going to go with <laughs> mm, by the Crash Test Dummies. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Because there's... Exactly. Was this girl. Yeah. That's so there was a bunch of little, a bunch yes. of little stories in that one too. There are good so, choices. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I came up with them just now as he was saying the thing. I had a totally different <laughs> song lined up. For hey, that was playlist. your choice. I told you you didn't have to go with the theme, but I know. But you got to, man. If you're a guest okay. in somebody else's house, it's All not right, like, hey, we made you lasagna, and you're like. Do you think I could get a burger? Though? <laughs> <laughs> not much of a pasta guy. Yeah, I'm not a big lasagna like, uh, guy. We leave our shoes at the door. Now keep mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Can't be that guy. But uh, yeah, uh, hope those songs help you get your good morning on. Alrighty then. Great. Well, next week, folks, or in five days, folks, join us for. Episode 100. Spring break! Spring break! Uh, We will be doing all the things I told you earlier. I'm not saying it again. We're done. (laughs) 
<laughs> Lazy host. Just to rewind back to the beginning to hear what we're going to be doing. Housekeeping's already been covered. Thanks. All righty then. Mark, Pat, Ron, and Gabe, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners, go get your good morning this week. And may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. Peace! One, two, three, four... Yes. Read my mind, Gabe. I was like, do it. Do it.